Leprechauns seem to have a red beard. Adam Curry, John C. Devorak. It's Sunday, September 12, 2010. Time for your Gitmo Nation Media Assassination, Episode 234. This is No Agenda. Coming to you from the Amsterdam Fortified Bank Vault, Crackpot Command Center, Gitmo Nation Lowlands, where no government is required. In the morning, I'm Adam Curry. And from northern Silicon Valley, where it's nice and sunny, I'm John C. Dvorak. It's Crackpot and Buzzkill. In the morning. Yay! It's in the morning somewhere. Yeah, it better be. Yay. In the morning, so, John. So, uh... How's life over there in the European uh, compound? <laughs> in the United States of Europe? Well, let me tell you, John. Did you get any of my emails that I sent you? W- like what? Well, like, I, I, got, well, I think I got most of them. Well, you didn't respond to a single one. Uh, you want responses? Well, yeah, I sent you pictures of the Dutch No Agenda meeting. and you know, I think Oh, you, no, I, got, I never got that. I sent you like six or seven pictures. Oh, no. Oh, Go wow. Back and look. They, must have, they either got streamed over to the uh, spam box or they just got buried with the other 500 emails that I get a day. Right. Well, John, let me tell you, Gitmo Nation Lowlands has uppity slaves. <laughs> <laughs> I got to tell you. our listeners, they're all uppity slaves. <laughs> I, I got to tell you, we had our Dutch No Agenda meeting on uh, Friday. Outstanding. Outstanding. It was uh, right across, uh, let's see, uh, it was left from the sex shop, and, <laughs> and you literally had to go into this bar, and there was a, a door that said no agenda on it, written in chalk, walk up two flights, <laughs> turn around We're to the left. We're class. I'm telling you, man, high class operation, and Dennis B., slave du jour, is without a doubt. <laughs> You've been de-douched. He organized uh, the entire event, and uh, must have been forty people there, man. And we really, really missed you. Yeah, I got a bunch of notes from a number of them saying, "Hey, where are you?" Yeah, mostly t- actually tweets. <laughs> it was, I mean, it was just amazing. I, I have, uh, let's see, I have at least eight books I have to read. <laughs> um, just, and there's even a book for you, John. A pronunciation. It's a wrapped, but I know what's in it. It's a, a a guide to Dutch pronunciation. Want me to unwrap it for you? Tell you what it is. It's a guide for Dutch pronunciation, you just well, yeah. said. Well, I don't know exactly what it is. It might be funny. I can just leave it in the... In the I'll leave it no, in no, the no. Open it up and, okay. and, and, let's, and amuse the public. Okay, here we go. Let me just see here. It's in nice little checkerboard stuff here. What does this say? Oh, it's the Berlitz Dutch for Travelers, John. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> it's one of those books. How many of those they sell? None. I mean, everybody in, in Holland speaks English. Uh, inscription in the front. Hey, John, good luck with the fine Dutch language from Mark Holen. Yeah, he wants I've already to, given up. He, he really wants to help you with uh, your pronunciation of Zandom. Zandom? Z- yeah, that's the one. Zandom. Exactly. Zandom. Hey, man, I, but I got to tell you, John, we had... Um, one of our uh, producers traveled from Regina, Canada. That rhymes with. Yep, you know it. Uh, we had, uh, oh, the, the No Agenda groupies were there. This is why I wanted you to see the picture. Because they had uh, their boobs out in full force for the picture. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, yeah, you missed that. Well, let me go dig that up now. Yeah. And uh, let's see. We had a couple uh, from, uh, let me see, Poland. We had United Kingdom, we had Finland, 
uh, as I said, Canada. We had the Netherlands. You Berkenbosch uh, played live and unplugged. It was it was absolutely an amazing party. Miss Mickey was there. Uh, Christina came by, and uh, it was just it was I, I was blown away. Uh, there is hope for this country after all. Not much. Sounds like they're all from out of state. <laughs> no, there was enough of them there. It was it was just fantastic. Really, really good. And, uh, yeah, I was, uh, I was blown away. And, uh, of course we were all drinking beer, but you know, we all knew that if you had been there, we would have been drinking fine Cabernet. Uh, probably a Bordeaux. Uh, Bordeaux. Yeah, exactly. All right. Let's take a look here. I finally got you, uh, isolated. Uh, oh, also, I don't know, uh, the, you know, there's something I'm running that's killing this, uh, poor, uh, oh, my pictures. and, no, uh, I mean, Marika was there. Chat room is, uh, reminding me. So I had two blonde bitches with me, came in like a pimp. It's funny, you know, when you're, when you're in Holland, we'd been here for like three days, and you walk into a place that's kind of like the smell of reefers in the air, and people are drinking beer, and then all of a sudden you hear, hey, in the morning, in the morning, in the morning, in the morning. <laughs> it's 8.30 at night. Perfect. Absolutely you, perfect. Yeah. No, dude. Uh, here, here you go. This must be it. I don't think uh, I, I can ever do one of these without you again. It just didn't feel right. It's okay. You carried the day. Yeah, but uh, it, 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 you were missing, man. It just—it really didn't feel right. Yeah. I, I felt like I was, you know, like getting all the love. And well, you know what? When I'm back uh, on the and get my nation west, I'll I'll give you a kiss. So the, I got the picture. Uh huh. There's four blonde girls. One of them's kind of homely, wearing glasses. Come on, dude. That's the hot <laughs> kind. I like that. I think it's you. Oh, sorry, you're right. <laughs> Bastard. Do you see the boobs, though? Uh, one of them's got huge boobs. Yeah, that's uh, that's Noah. Yeah, Who we'll actually- post these pictures, and then there's a, a, <laughs> a cute one in the middle, and a cute one on the right, and then there's the ugly one in the back with the glasses on. Yeah, oh, that I'm would sorry, be that's me. You. Screw you, Dvorak. <laughs> you look like one of the girls in this picture. <clears throat> Bullshit. Bullshit. By the way, <laughs> yeah. when do you start wearing glasses that aren't your regular pink rose color glasses? These are my new glasses, man. This is my new look. You don't like it? No, it, uh, yeah, it's very. It, it's, you look like John Hamm in Admin. I mean, you have a kind look, of a, a yeah, kind of a retro. Look. I'll take that. Yeah, this is in again, dude. You got to go with the times. But where's the pink? No, no more pink. It's over. Oh no! Yes, this is how it starts. This is not good. <laughs> yeah, well, I want to remind people out there that don't know this. I'm going to expose this. Uh, Adam uh, wears actually w- looks through rose-colored glasses. Well, I used to. We talked about this and how it, you you believe it affects the way you think. Uh huh. And now you're not going to do it anymore. So I think that will change the way you think. Well, I was wearing them on the Thursday show. I think well, I, I think I thought was thinking okay. I don't know. Now that I, now I'm going to have to reevaluate everything you say. <laughs> everything in a whole new light. Yes, non-pink. <sighs> so uh, when I was younger, <clears throat> yeah. Oh boy. I used to wear glasses that were yellow. Really? Because I, for one summer at uh, during my uh, formative years, I worked at Trailmobile as an inspector. Oh yeah, it's really good for snow. And so, well, it's also good for inspecting uh, cargo containers, which is what they manufactured there. So all the inspectors wore the, in fact, there was required. All inspectors wore yellow glasses that were a prescription. And so you, and because apparently you could see uh, flaws and other things, you can see, you can see flaws. Right. 
with yellow glasses on. And I got used to wearing them. They're actually kind of cool. Look at everything through these yellow glasses. Well, when I uh, when I fly, I wear uh, the, the specially yellow coated glasses. And even when it's not sunny out, because you can actually uh, see the clouds, they're more defined. Uh, I I really love the yellowish glasses. But these yeah, are the, yellow is interesting glasses. Yeah, these are the kind that um, that turn dark when you walk outside. Mine? No, the the ones I'm wearing. So they the they, ones you have now, yeah, the new they, ones. Yeah, they shade automatically. Yeah, which has a uh, a fundamental flaw I've discovered because you know I'm like yeah I don't have to have two pairs of glasses with me except when you're driving in the car, uh, the sun isn't shining on them directly, so they're just in their light state, so it kind of defeats the whole purpose. Which is what I have a driver's license from some years back. I had a pair of those glasses once, and for some reason the DMV's camera or whatever. Even when they weren't darkened up, darkened them up. Oh, really? So I had actually have a California, an illegal California's driver's license from some years back that has <laughs> me as the picture with a pair of dark glasses on. Come on, John. They're blue blockers. Admit it. You've been wearing blue blockers all these years. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. So anyway, right. um, uh, just before we get started, I need to ask you a question because uh, you know the, the top of the news here is something which I think has not at all been covered in the United States, and I think I know why. Um, did you hear anything about a Geert Wilders speech at Ground Zero on 9-11? No. Nothing at all, right? Zip. So this was played up as the big thing. Geert Wilders, he's doing a speech at Ground Zero. He's going to be talking about the Islam. And oh, we're all afraid because now the whole Muslim world is going to terrorize the Netherlands because, oh, he's, he's, he's poking them. He's stoking them. This is no good. And uh, I have, I'm telling you, this is is the Dutch version of the the crazy uh, pastor in Florida. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Geert Wilders, I am now convinced if the guy was for real, he would have been dead by now, which he's not. Uh, Since he's not, uh, this guy, he's a total plant. That's his entire job. He'll never be in the coalition government. His entire job is to look a little bit crazy with the blonde hair all pulled back and uh, and make people afraid just just like the pastor from uh, from Florida so apparently the p- pastor from Florida supposedly and of course when you have this guy involved you wonder what the, i cuz i made this assert, this crazy assertion that the pastor in Florida is is CIA yeah, uh, same suppose, thing. Yeah, he's, 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 I would believe that. I think he's a plan. Yeah, same. Yeah. So, so apparently he's backed off because of a phone call, a personal phone oh, call please. he got. Yeah, from Gates. Uh, Robert Gates. Yeah, Defense yeah. Secretary Gates. Right. And uh, so, and apparently Gates invited him to come down to New York, or go up to New York, and I guess on the government dime, I don't know, on. Uh, Go to New York to talk to the uh, imam, who I am also convinced is CIA. Because oh, yeah, there was totally. A, there's a very a couple of very interesting articles that came out uh, this last week or so. Wait a minute, did uh, you uh, did you see the one about the that connects the whole uh, Ground Zero mosque to the CIA, the, the, the Victory Mosque? Yeah, yeah you, the whole you, thing's connected to the CIA. Yeah. So here's what happened. Here's what I think happened. Which I don't, okay. and I don't think we're doing anybody a favor by, or especially not doing the CIA any favors by discussing this. Uh, no, I, I think the thing was planned to become a honeypot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
<laughs> and this guy, because this guy's been going back and forth to the Muslim countries. This what what happened was the right wing talk show host got hold of the fact that this character, this imam, w- was being shipped by the State Department year after year to to Egypt and these various Muslim countries, where he'd slam the United States and he'd make all kinds of crazy assertions, that, which ne- of course never get over here because they have to tra- the translations too harsh. And so somebody's translated a few of these things. Said, this guy's terrible, but in fact. He, he may have been setting up a honeypot the whole time, uh, unbeknownst to uh, to all the right wing talk show hosts who kind of screwed the the pooch yeah, on yeah, because exactly they, they had made the big stink, and so meanwhile now the whole thing's like a mess. Yeah, there's an article that I have in the show notes that that really uh, connects all the dots between the organization that uh, the foundation that is actually um, either. Paying for or sponsoring part of the the the, the quote mosque, uh, the imam, and it goes way it, like like two degrees separated from the CIA. It's it's getting pretty obvious. Yeah, it's too funny. Yeah. So anyway, so 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 all the do gooders, the right wing do gooders, you know, trying to stop bad things from happening, uh, they got. You know, they got into the the mix and they they basically you know messed up the idea that this could be a pretty fantastic honeypot. And uh, and now I, I would guess that the CIA has to uh, back go back off. to square one on yeah. the whole thing. And by the way, whenever Donald Trump gets into the mix, you know it's rigged. It's like, Trump is like, oh, I'll buy that. I'll just buy that. You're know, like, okay, Trump's in, fixed. I'm not <laughs> buying it. It's like, you know, the guy's like, he shows up right on cue. Crazy. <laughs> Fucking crazy. So uh, yeah, so, so I'm looking at the I'm looking at the news rundown of all the articles about Wilders mm-hmm. being at the ground zero, and they're all you know Fox News. Nobody just basically not covered. No. The uh, Bloomberg had a note about it. American Thinker, the rest of its blogs. The the Christian Science Monitor talks about him going uh, heading there, right? And that's, that's it. There's not. I'm, I'm telling you, and and here is like the big news front page of the newspapers, and he's going to provoke the Muslims. And it's funny because Mickey actually caught herself the other day. We're talking about this. And he's on the front page of the paper, and I'm like, oh my god, it's just so obvious. This guy is just. The, and she's like, yeah, but it's it's kind of scary because uh, you know that we could have terrorists. And she went like, oh geez. I can't believe I actually fell for it. <laughs> just like exactly, <laughs> yeah, exactly. No. It's so obvious. And you know, and meanwhile, there's no government. They're all like laughing. The guy will never be in the coalition, and the people are getting hoodwinked. But you know, <laughs> they're getting hoodwinked. That's all right. Yeah, our uh, our no agenda producers. They they're onto it though. Yeah, well, that's what cool. we do. That is what we do. Why don't we... So att- anyway, I want to say hi to everybody that was at that meetup, and uh, sorry I wasn't there. It sounds like it was a lot of fun, and even though you have a new John, John Ham character yeah. amongst you. Um, and uh, This picture's just too funny. <laughs> I, I did learn something, John. We still really aren't quite all that great with all the credits. I, we're doing pretty good, all things considered. Uh, but we we have missed a couple things. Uh, people are okay with it. Uh, I do have a birthday that I have to make up for, uh, which we'll do in the birthday segment. Uh, oh, and I also have to uh, deduce. You've been deduced. Sales guy Yoop is hereby deduced. He uh, he brought a quarter knighthood. So make sure that he. So I think that's uh, does that make him an associate exec for uh, for this episode. 250 uh yeah that would be yeah. associate exec okay just want to make sure he's on there because he uh he he, he what's his us. name sales guy Yoop. 
Yoop. Yoop. Yoop. Yoop. J-O-E-P. Joop. Yoop. Sales guy Yoop. I mean, really, everyone who was there should kind of be deduced. I mean, I can't remember everybody. Well, just do it. But... Just do You know, they. All right. They, here's here's a, here's a big. For I'm about who doing a, a, a group deducing, and then you'll be done with it. All right, everybody, put your hands on your iPod. <laughs> You've been deduced. I always yeah. wonder what people think the first time listeners. Uh, what, what do you mean? They, they've already tuned out. What are you talking about? <laughs> they're already, they're That's already true. We got no first time listeners left. <laughs> they're, 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 they're done. They're going back to Alex Jones. I don't know why Bill told me to listen to this show. <laughs> it's funny. You know, it's funny because I got a note from. Um, hold on, let me bring it up here. Um, Dame, where was it? Uh, who do we? Who did we Dame last week? I don't think we damned anybody. No, last we did. Week. We did. We did. We did. We did. Oh, I thought I'd saved it here. Uh, crap. Dame Walker. Remember her husband? All uh, oh, right. Okay. Damed her, and she, and she said she walked into her office, and several people from the office congratulated her on her damehood. <laughs> she, she had no idea those people were listening to the show. That's funny. Like, that's great. You know, I I, I think something's <laughs> afoot here. And by the way, my old man, my dad, because yeah. we, we saw him at my sister's wedding. He said, uh, in the morning. <laughs> like, what? <laughs> yeah, I like that show. That's pretty good. What you guys <laughs> do there. Yeah. Your donors love you. <laughs> Our donors do love us. Yeah, They're our producers. Yeah. Well, I, I, said, I, I said I'm straight, obviously. Good. So yeah. uh, I want to mention a, a kind of a... Um, uh, I wouldn't call. I, I wouldn't say offhand that it's a mea culpa, but we were duped, the two of us. And it's a minor dupe, dupation. Okay. But we were duped by this 3D image of a child. Yeah, I know, and that was probably it's a chalk drawing done in that perspective that that <laughs> yeah. Yeah. that artist does. Yeah, no, I, that's probably my fault. But but when I read the story, it came across as if they had some holographic image. I mean, I don't know if you saw the story in the show notes, but I I also got the email you're referring to and it's just a really elongated kid but still it's still kind of weird when you're driving up and all of a sudden the kid kind of pops up on the pavement you know chasing the ball it's still kind of weird i guess there was an entire episode i think it was art land or one of those shows that used to be on the on the cable that dedicated to the guy who invented this idea he does chalk drawings in fact we were at a chalk at a art festival in palo alto a couple of weeks ago and uh they uh, they allowed there's a bunch of chalk artists uh, on the side streets it's a mm-hmm. very big event mm-hmm. and uh, two or three of them did this perspective style drawing and you have to you know you have to get yourself positioned in the right spot and, and it looks really good when you yeah, see it, looks it. great yeah yeah, but it's hardly a hologram. But but the 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 article literally said holographic image. So yeah, yeah. No, we were duped, but you know we're we'll be the first ones to say. No, we caught it. Sorry, it didn't take as much. All right, man. Let's do. Let's thank some uh, producers here for uh, making the show happen. All right, let me go back to where we were. Here we go. Nice. Sorry. I just got to get the... Okay. We have a um, couple of uh, executive producers, okay. uh, including uh, Ryan Story, 
who uh, he gave will us be a, a, uh, won't he be uh, a standalone boxed executive producer? Now he, uh, uh, what is this? Lucky ten 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 celebration knighthood. What is this yeah, all he, about? Well, he took the well. If you look on the donation page, there is a there is a ten one thousand ten dollar and ten cent donation in which he took, wow. and he added something to it, and I'm not absolutely sure why because it comes out as he might may have I don't, I don't maybe he did euros or something. No, Australia. No, no he's on no. Australia, yeah. which would be less. Uh, whatever the case is, he gave us thirteen hundred fifty eight dollars and twenty seven cents, which amounts to uh, a knighthood and uh, an executive producer in a separate box. Yes. Hi, John and, uh, and Adam. Ryan Story from Adelaide also have set up www.noagendadomains.com and we'll send the cash through through slave style. Keep up the great work. <laughs> also, dedouching. Give him a dedouche. Hell yeah. <laughs> You've been dedouched. He, he wanted it because he just thinks it's a cool jingle, which I think it is too. I think it's one I, of I our agree. best. It is one of our better ones. Uh, Paul Couture and his uh, lovely wife um, both get a uh, executive producer. We, we we have Ryan in the box. We have Paul Couture and his wife, executive producers. You know, in Antioch, Tennessee. Wait, wait a minute. What's it, what's his wife's name again? It starts with oh, an it's, A. It's, uh, it's man, we got to well, do it right, dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's, I get, uh, so I can open it once. Adriana. Adriana Kane Couture. Adriana, Adriana Kane Couture, which is kind of a nice name. Adriana. Yeah, sexy. It is. Mm, uh, so they uh, there's five. So that's five hundred each from Sir Paul and Adriana. Uh, Scott Denny, Walkertown, North Carolina, is the uh, is the B, is the OTM knighted person. I guess he wouldn't get the executive producer's job. So let's go to the last executive producer, which is Timothy Cavanaugh, Lawton, Michigan. Uh, he was an executive producer for 233. You spelled my name wrong on the credits. Uh. So if you get it spelled right on episode 234, so he gave us another 33333. He says it may be a new way to get more donations, which is the... <laughs> we, we've noticed that up. every time we screw up, we get more <laughs> money and they say, hey, hey, correct that mistake. I, I find it peculiar, but I'm not going to complain about it. No, well, I am now copying it from the spreadsheet, so I get it right. Sorry about that. And then we have... Uh, Associate executive producer Greg Stone, mm-hmm. and uh, he's got uh, an in the morning donation. Let's see what he says. Uh, blah blah blah. He's getting. He's working toward knighthood. RoryStone dot com, um, and also C Chase McCarthy in Christiansted, VI Virgin Islands. Is that right? Uh. Sounds like it. Christian says sounds like a Virgin Island possibility. It says VI. It's got to yeah, be. It's not yeah. Virginia. It's got to Vir- be Virgin, Virgin Island. Island. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I've written both of you about a gold knight uh, idea. He wants with gold coins. Never. Uh, yeah. Let me know where to send the arm truck. <laughs> I think we got yeah. enough coins going on. And um, and so he's an executive. Also, Aaron Harper of Smyrna, Georgia, uh, two twenty two. And he's also got a birthday call out for his uh, sister, which we'll do later. So that's our group. And, and, uh, and sales guy, Yoop, of course, also uh, associate Sarah, executive uh, producer. Also, yeah, another right. associate producer. So we have uh, quite a few. This, good. Is, this is good. This is fantastic. We must have done a good show uh, on Thursday. 
Yeah, it's probably because I was overmodulated. <laughs> just in the beginning. They like me when I'm shouting. Um, so just quickly on the PR front, uh, it was very nice to see the Bamboo No Agenda iPad holders, which uh, soon, soon will go on sale. I'm using one right now, which is actually perfect for, uh, for the jingles to hold the, uh, the iPad. Very happy with that. Uh, it was Dame Walters, as I said. Uh, she got uh, damed, and, uh, and that was in uh, her office mates uh, congratulated her. Uh, Enzo, who was running GotNoAgenda.com, says, I'm offering a 10-10-10 promo on all email accounts at GotNoAgenda.com. $10.10 for the account, uh, in effect, until the end of our show on 10-10-10. Hope you can promote that, obviously. And, uh, yeah, I think that's... Uh, that's what we have, and we'll have our uh, our knighthoods later on. So, uh, thank you, everybody, and um, and congratulations to our uh, executive producers, uh, our associate executive producers. You know how it works. This is something that is uh, a real credit. Put it on your resume, put it in your email signature, put it on your IMDb, and of course, as always, we will vouch for you if uh, if anyone questions this credit. It's no different from uh, having something there on an HBO series or or a movie, with the only difference that we'll actually vouch for you instead of those douchebags in the mainstream media. All the rest of you out there, you know what to do. we got to go and propagate the formula. Our formula is this. We go out, we hit people in the mouth. By the way, it was very funny, the no agenda meeting. The, the whole slave thing is uh, working for us. <laughs> oh, really, people are why? like, everyone's like, shut up, slave, slave. Every, everybody's a slave. You know what? We're, sla- we're all slaves. We all know it. Hey, John, breaking news. Breaking news. This just in from the BBC headline. British troops investigated for heroin smuggling. Yeah. You know, I looked at that article when it came through and I was thinking, uh, you know, this is I mean, we, we this is what we've talked about for forever. Years, years, years. But but I'm thinking, how does this come? How does this news story? How's this news story work? Because, well, there you go there. They found it. Now they're going to stop it. Now, what happens in a situation like this, having worked for the government myself? You have, you know, they've been running this stuff through the airplanes, you know, you know, they've been hauling it out. Uh, what was that movie with uh, uh, that was uh, American Gangster with Denzel American Washington. Gangster discussed this, this and how it works. I mean, they've been doing this for years, but what happens is once in a while, yeah, you, some, yeah. O- <laughs> yeah. some officious jerk off says, hey, to- hey, there's, there's, there's heroin smuggling going on over there. <laughs> Some officious jerk-off reports it before they can shoot him. And the next thing you know, oh, a big investigation ensues, and then they have to now have to reroute the planes. You know, they just get around. But but I I thought it was so funny. If you read it, it says, the Ministry of Defense said they were aware of the, quote, unsubstantiated claims that troops were using military aircraft to ship the drug out of the country. Military Security are. has been tightened with additional sniffer dogs being used as part of the crackdown on the bases. These dogs are freaking high, man. They're like, <laughs> like shut. Tell the dog to shut up. <laughs> this is silly. When I read that story, I just laughed. We regret any inconvenience this causes to our service personnel. Any of our people found to be engaged in trafficking of illegal narcotics will feel the full weight of the law. What the hell does that mean? And, and I love the end, the end. The last line is the best. Afghanistan is the source of 90% of the world's opium. 
Hmm. Yeah. Let's wink, see. Wink, wink, wink. <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's almost like it's funny. It's like a hey, nudge, nudge. I know what I mean. I. Yeah, a little coded <laughs> message in there. It's funny. It just killed me to have that come in. I love it. Yeah, of course, nothing changes. I, uh, you have a lot of clips. Um, I have a couple clips. Um, because so we, got, know, we got Santa clip, too, that from uh, one of our listeners, uh, oh, really? producers. Uh, a couple clips he sent in, but we're going to run those next on, uh, probably have to run them on Thursday, because I wasn't prepared for him at the okay. moment. Right. Uh, I have a couple of uh, interesting clips. I don't want to, many of them are highly entertaining, but... Um, let me just give a. Well, there's a, just. I want to get one out of the way. Okay, good, good, good. No, good. actually, no. I better say it for the second half of the show because it's too nutty. It's too nutty. Yeah. Well, so well you know, I was doing a little cruising around the nine uh, eleven uh, speeches that were made, and there was a very disturbing meme that kind of popped up. So first of all, we have um, here's uh, Michelle Obama was in Shanksville. And uh, so she was speaking there, as was uh, former First Lady uh, Laura Bush. And uh, I'm just going to play like a minute and a half of Michelle Obama. And uh, listen for the meme, because that pops up in a moment. And I have a little clip of the president's weekly address. And it was a little disturbing. The men and women of Flight 93 were college students and grandparents. They were businessmen, pilots, and flight attendants. There was a writer, an antique dealer, a lawyer, an engineer. They came from all different backgrounds. And now, by the way, she was sniffling throughout this entire thing, which was kind of weird. I don't know if she had a cold or a coke tick, but she was sniffling the whole time and touching her nose. And I'm just going to think she had uh, flu-like symptoms. All walks of life. And they all took a different path to that September morning. But in that awful moment, when the facts became clear and they were called to make an impossible choice, they all found the same resolve. They agreed to the same bold plan. They called the people they loved, many of them giving comfort instead of seeking it. I just have to point out that um, there were no air phones on any of the planes that were used during September 11th. Uh, So it is, of course, miraculous that people were able to use their cell phones um, at uh, 30,000 feet to uh, call home. So I just wanted to point out. Yeah, uh, it's it's, 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 it's ridiculous. Yeah, it's fantastic. Explaining they were taking action and that everything would be okay. And then they rose as one. They acted as one. Uh, Get ready for the meme here. And together they changed history's course. And in the days that followed, when we learned about the heroes of Flight 93 and what they had done, we were proud, we were awed, we were inspired. But I don't think any of us were really surprised because it was clear that these 40 individuals were no strangers to service and to sacrifice. Okay. So there's a meme in there, which we'll get to in a second. Uh, well, there's a, actually a slew of them. 
uh, and it's almost as though it was written by a meme master. I mean, you have uh, Changed History, Rose as One, Heroes, Proud, and whatever, and, No and, Strangers to Service. Uh, 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 that would be the one. Uh, so if you listen to the president's uh, weekly address, here's what he had to say. My brother's keeper. I am my sister's keeper. And on this day, we recall that at our darkest moment, we summoned a sense of unity and common purpose. We responded to the worst kind of depravity with the best of our humanity. By the way, for a minute here when I heard this, I thought I was hearing Bush talk. It's like, so we were summoned. What did he say? He says, it's, re- it's really weird. It's- we responded to the worst kind of depravity with the best of our humanity. Oh, right. The best of our humanity, which is go in and kill some Arabs in Iraq. That was uh, the best of our humanity. That's what we did, right? Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Real nice, Prez. So, each year at this time, we renew our resolve against those who perpetrated this barbaric act of terror and who continue to plot against us. For we will never waver in defense of this nation. Yeah, we're going to kick your ass, bitches! We renew our commitment to our troops and all who serve to protect this country and to their families. But we also renew the true spirit of that day. Not the human capacity for evil, but the human capacity for good. Not the desire to destroy, but the impulse to save. To go kick your ass. That's why we mark September 11th as a national day of service and remembrance. Oh, and there's a link right underneath the video to service.org. Uh, .gov, sorry. So they've got the service meme. They have now literally turned 9-11 into a day of service. We have to go serve. Slave. Mm-hmm. So, th- so that bothered me. And I just wanted to remind people that uh, you notice there's, you know, there's when, uh, when the airplanes... Uh, brought down the Twin Towers, uh, they had cameras at LAX, uh, for, you know, waiting for the, uh, of course, the flight never arrived that was supposed to go from uh, Boston to LAX. But there was also no no one waiting for uh, anyone because, uh, gee, I don't know. You know, I don't, maybe uh, no one was really expected uh, to arrive. It's always been a huge, you know, if you've you ever seen that video, which is in the show notes, you just see like a camera, no one's around, no one's waiting, no limo drivers waiting for businessmen and women, nothing at all. And of course, uh, that's why you never hear anything about the passengers on the other two planes, but only about Flight 93, a movie was made about only one flight, Flight 93. This is the airplane that went straight into the ground, left a, a sliver of a hole, uh, with no debris around it whatsoever. And of course, we have the famous words of Mr. Donald Rumsfeld. Christy is brilliant. She is. Uh, oh, shit. Wrong one. Fuck it. I yeah, set it up call so that nicely. work. Here it comes. <laughs> have a sense if we imagine the kind of world we would face if the people who bombed the best hall in Mosul, or the people who did the bombing in Spain, or the people who attacked the United States in New York. Shot down the plane over Pennsylvania. Oh, that's right. He slipped, didn't he? He says the people who shot down the plane over Pennsylvania. Yeah. They shut down the plane. Just shot down the plane. It wasn't like a let's roll situation. They shot down the plane. So I just want to bring that that, up. Yeah. One of many faux pas that we seem to be catching more and more. I want to bring one. Now that you're talking, I I don't want to get off this topic. I want to go back because I have some Obama clips. But now that you bring up slips of the tongue, 
I want you to play a clip uh, and tell me if you knew this. Tell me if you knew this. Play new explosive. Okay, I am looking. Oh, here it is. Got it. New explosive. Uh, they found a new kind of plastic that was undetectable as an explosive. They used it to try and assassinate the head of the intelligence for the Saudi Arabian government, the prince. And he told us all about it. We didn't react. Uh, the next thing was the so-called underpants bomber who used it to try to bring down a plane. Uh, so we're going to keep on jumping in the technology side. They'll try to come up with new things. We'll try to counter those new things. In the meantime, our best defense is always still going to be the flying public. Wow. A new type of explosive. You don't think they could have used that at, uh, let me think. Uh, you don't think they could have used that on like a building or something, John? This was, no, I don't, I think this is a new explosive. I think that's what, just what he said. I don't, I mean, I know what you're getting at, but I think this is something that there's a, some variation on a plastic explosive of some sort. The point is, I don't know about this explosive. I don't remember it being discussed during the underpants bomber and how they hell do those crappy uh, scanning devices at the airport spot this. Well, they don't. They're to look at your penis. Did you ever hear about the new explosive? I never heard about the new explosive. It's a magical explosive, though. Well, they've tried to kill some Saudi with it, apparently, and I guess you can't see it on these these devices because it's new. Yeah. And it probably the swab doesn't work on it. Who knows? I don't even know what it is. I mean, is it Semtec 10? I mean, what could it possibly be? There's a, you know, there's a, people are always inventing explosives. Yeah. Where was that from, that clip? That was <laughs> that was a uh, let me get my notes. That was on C-SPAN, of course, uh-huh. and it was a uh, counter. It was a, some sort of a crazy meeting that they were they were broadcasting. Let me get the uh, notes on the other desk, and I'll read uh, what I have. Okay. Walking, walking, walking. <laughs> uh, meanwhile, no hey, wait left. a minute. Something's wrong with the uh, the jingles are not working. Oops, well, what happened here? Why is that not working? This is a national security preparedness uh, uh, meeting that took place in Washington. That was Thomas Keene talking about the new explosive that nobody else seems to have discussed that I know of. I didn't read it. I don't think any of our listeners know about a new explosive. I have never heard of this. Undetectable. So why are we using these stupid devices? And, of course, he does make the comment that their best defense is the flying public, which is being cowed. Because the flying public's the guy who stopped the shoe bomber when they sla- somebody slammed a, uh, you know, a, uh, a, a, a fire extinguisher into his head. And then <laughs> they beat the Dutch crap guy. out of him. Yeah. That's what you want. <laughs> yeah, you that's exactly what you want. You don't need you don't anything else. Guy. We just need the slaves to be good. So anyway, I just found that peculiar. But this is what we pick up on, by the way, on this show, which is we look for the slips of the tongue. Because the truth does come out in some funny way. Because these guys can't shut shut they up. Can't if shut everybody up, just they, shut up, they can't, be a yeah, exactly. I mean, it's so obvious. You know, but that Rumsfeld clip is just like you know, no one ever stops to talk about it. You know, just so once a year, you got to bring that back. And uh, yeah, no, this should be an evergreen clip. Yeah, so yeah, it's like oh yeah, I forgot about that. Hey, uh, oh here we go. Now it's working. I'm sorry, I'm fixing stuff here. Let me just check this out. See if it works. WTC seven won't go away. So I, I I watched the press conference. Ah. You watched the speech. I watched the press. This guy is the worst. I can see why they don't have more press conferences. This guy is so boring at a press conference Who? that Obama? it's like I 
I took a bunch of, it's just like, here, play the Obama's boring clip and see how much of it you can put up with. Play. You know, we have... Sheikh Khalid Sheikh Mohammed, and why has that stalled? And will Guantanamo remain open for another year? Mm-hmm. Well, the uh, you know we have succeeded. <coughs> Bullshit! Delivering a lot of campaign promises that we made. Uh, one where we've fallen short is closing Guantanamo. Uh, I wanted to close it sooner. We have missed that deadline. You know, I actually have a clip from the uh, from the press conference. Something slipped in there. Can I throw that in? Play it. Because it wasn't very boring. Christy is brilliant. She is dedicated, and she was part of the team that helped save this country from a depression. So he's talking about uh, Christy Romer. Christy Romer, the head of the Economic Advisory Council to the president, who has helped us uh, into this uh, horrible mess, who promised us. no more than 8% unemployment. And, of course, she's brilliant. She's great. She helped us uh, avoid the... We got back from the brink, avoid the depression. But wait! This is where it got very interesting. So we're going to miss her dearly. Oh, yeah. yeah. But today I'm happy... Yeah, yeah because there's no, no job experience, but we're going to miss her dearly. ...be to announce Austin Goolsby as her replacement. Austin's been one of my good friends and close economic advisors for many years. He's not just a brilliant economist. He's someone who has a deep appreciation of how the economy affects everyday people. And he talks about it in a way that's easily understood. Okay, so first of all, let's play the... Shadow Puppet Theater! So a little Wikipedia search, so take that with uh, the truth with which it's written. On Austin Goolsby, so this is the next dickhead to come in and help advise our president on the economy. Do you know anything about Austin Dean Goolsby, John? Well, emphasizing the word ghoul. Yeah, Goolsby. Well, listen to this. At Yale, that's a clue right there, Goolsby was a member of the Yale Political Union, the improv comedy troupe Just Add Water, the Yale Debate Association, and Skull and Bones. Skull and Bones, Skull and Bones everybody. And here's the best part, though. I had to look the word up. This should be the word of the day. Extemporaneous. Because he was awarded, he won the national championship in extemporaneous speaking in 1987. A sweet talker. Adjective. Spoken or done without preparation. In other words... <clears throat> bullshit. He's, he's an expert at bullshit. Yeah. Extemporaneous. Apparently. So John guy, Stewart describes him as the Elliot Ness meets Milton Friedman. He does look that way, doesn't he? But, um, of course, also... Uh, Looks like a goofball. He has uh, zero real-world experience, once again. Okay, no, we can't have anybody in the Obama administration no. that's actually worked for a living. No, absolutely not. But his academic research focuses on the Internet, the new economy, government policy, taxes, taxes. He's taught a class on economics and policy in the telecom, media, and technology industries. He's known in political circles as a centrist and academic circles as an in academic circles as an empirical economist. He focuses on human activity in natural settings, you know, like slaves, to find economic explanations for how people behave. Dude, we're going to (laughs) die. This guy is horrible. (laughs) His picture is hilarious. And he's from Chicago. 
Uh, of course. So no one catches that. No one's. I mean, Skull and Bones. Come on, this is the Bush Club, and he's and he was born in Waco. Jesus Christ. So that I did catch from the uh, from the press conference. Yeah, I thought was, that was that was that was a good catch. I thought it was worth it. Thought that was okay. But yeah, otherwise the president was very boring. Very oh. boring. Very boring. Uh, Here's one thing I you can play the president's boring longer, but it's so boring it's ridiculous. Here's where he we're here where he goes out of his way, and by the way, he coughs up and hems and haws. We know that Obama is a, an agnostic, minimally, right. yeah. probably an atheist, atheist but yeah. but agnostic minimally. But he has to play the game, so he goes and actually lies. Now Obama claims to be a Christian. This was at the press conference and the way he hems and haws and gets to the point, it's just, it's just it was almost making me laugh out loud. United States to remind the American people uh, that uh, we are one nation under God and we may call that God different names uh, but we remain one nation and uh, you know, as somebody uh, who uh, uh, you know, relies heavily uh, on uh, on uh, what uh, 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 on my Christian faith in oh. uh, in my job. Uh, I understand <laughs> in my job only. <laughs> you know the the passions uh, that uh, religious faith can uh, can raise, uh, but I'm also respectful uh, that people of different faiths. Uh, can practice their religion, even if they don't subscribe to the exact same uh, notions that I do, uh, and that they are still good people, and they are my neighbors, and they are my friends, and they are fighting alongside us uh, in our battles. Uh, and what, what does that mean? It doesn't mean anything. And the thing, by the way, you did catch the in my job. In my job, yeah. Because oh, yeah. a real Christian will say in, in my, in my life. life. Yeah, in my life. Everybody knows. You know, this, this, was the, um, this was the press conference where Politico noticed, Politico.com, that he wasn't wearing his wedding ring. Did you catch this? No. No, he wasn't wearing his wedding ring. And so, of course, everyone's like, oh, you, you do. And I think some, uh, I have the... Uh, they re- actually Politico scrubbed the story, so um, I got it from uh, from a cache, and uh, here it is. I think Politico that that some of the reporters were actually joking about it. I mean, I, the joke was pretty funny. I want to quote it verbatim. Um, journalist Keith Koffler joked, "Quote." There was some snickering in the press room afterward that he might have become so hungry during Ramadan that he ate the ring. <laughs> so, of course, you know, and it was like, well, you know, he's like, well, no, though, the ring was broken. And uh, what? Yeah. How, does you, how do you break a ring? Well, there's only one answer, John. This is the other Obama. And he forgot to put the ring on. Oh, that could be. That's this that's, is the stammering Obama. Yes. So on he's this, not the one that goes on Letterman. He's got the one-liners. Oh, no, he's no, right no, on no, it. No, no, that's 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 the the rockin' Obama. And uh, so interestingly, I watched uh, West Wing Week. West Wing Week, very interesting episode, John. Welcome to the West Wing Week, your guide to everything that's happening at 1600 Pennsylvania Avenue. This week, September 3rd to the 9th, or the year 5771. Ah, now, do you know what that means? What? Did you hear it? Yeah, fifty-seven seventy-one. Is that the Jewish uh, year or what? Which, 
So listen to a little portion this of week, West the president Street. was focused on the economy, making two trips to the industrial heartland. On Tuesday, so first we get all the blah 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 blah. NATO Secretary General Anders Fogh Rasmussen in the Oval Office. They discussed NATO's strategic priorities to ensure the organization can adapt to meet the missions of the 21st century, including the current NATO commitment to Afghanistan. Later that afternoon, the president hosted a conference call with more than 600 rabbis to celebrate Rosh Hashanah, the Jewish New Year. I know the sounding of the, the shofar is one of the highlights of the Rosh Hashanah liturgy, and that, that call that is both urgent and timeless and, and familiar and distinctive uh, ushers in uh, the new year. Uh, and with you, I, I hope and pray that uh, this year will be a year of health and happiness and joy and justice and, and ultimately uh, perhaps a year of peace. On so. First of all, I find it kind of interesting, you know, like everybody's supposed to know that it is the year 5,771. Uh, 5, That's uh, pretty pretentious. Which uh, I, I, I had to look it up. I'm like, what the hell? Oh, okay. Then I got it immediately. So he hosts a conference call with 600 rabbis. But this is one of these um, uh, special years where the Ramadan falls on exactly the same moon, if you will. Uh, no mention of him calling any imams or anything. Does he just call the rabbis? Uh, well, I, I don't know. Is that the? Uh, I have to look it up quickly, but I don't think that the uh, the uh, Arab calendar is the same as the Jewish calendar, no, is no, it? No, but they, the, the 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 Ramadan and uh, Rosh Hashanah. Oh right, Ramadan is yeah, it's the same. Yeah, we're on and the, right, right. same day. I don't know. Did he, did, well, it should be reported on that show. No, not on West Wing Week. And, and what's an insult? You know, it's like year 5,771. Well, not everyone agrees with that. And he had a conference call for 600 oh, that's rabbis. True. That's true. It's an interesting, uh, yeah, it's, it's actually a point of dis- disagreement. Yeah, yeah, I think that's, you know, what's more insulting? Some douchebag, you know, pretending to so burn the So he's taking Quran? sides. He is taking sides, absolutely. Absolutely. Now a lot of a lot of weird stuff. They're slipping up, John. The ring thing bothers me. You know the and of course now we can connect the the ringless Obama to the stuttering Obama. So now we kind of know what to look for. <laughs> stammering, <laughs> stammering, right? The stammering Obama. Let's remind people that there were two inaugurations. People don't remember this. You know. Yeah, that's true. I forgot it. As a matter of fact. Well, you're the one that came up with the whole. I mean, I'm earthquake machine. You're Ob- two Obamas. Remember. <laughs> Two Obamas. <laughs> You're two oh, yeah. Obamas. Well, it's because you can tell. You, one of them's got grayer hair. The one's yeah. really slow-witted. I think he's twins. <laughs> yeah, funny. Anyway, John. It's one of these days they're going to catch him in two places at the same time. That's what I'm looking <laughs> it's, for. It's gonna be, He'll be golfing <laughs> and then giving a speech somewhere in Indiana. It'll. I think it'll be on Air Force One. That's where it's going to happen. Where they're not supposed to be on Air Force One at the same time. Or they both got on the wrong Air Force One. There's two yeah. Air Force Ones, you know, so you might as well have two Obamas. So, uh, man, Michelle yeah. must be tired. Well, she's she's having a good time, <laughs> maybe. So, uh, it's just unbelievable. I'm trying to find a clip, some or a, a news article somebody sent me, which is hilarious. I'm going to have to find it. But it's a, an MSNBC article that came out discussing the, the scandalous pedo bear. Oh, no, I have. The, I, oh, dude, I have it right here because we're in big trouble because we our artwork for episode two, 233 was, of course, Joy Behar. Uh, Joy Mas- Pete. 
Yeah, Joy, Joy Pito Bear. Bear. So here it is. Pito Behar. Pito Behar. Pito Behar, right. The San Luis Obispo County Sheriff's Department is warning parents about a disturbing new phenomenon made popular, John, by pedophiles and sexual deviants. Uh, it was made popular by some kids. That, dude, that's us. <laughs> well, the, all the other people that used the P. I mean, it was my son that turned me on to the imagery. Yeah. And apparently everybody that's a, you know, that's a millennial, they've, they've been using the pedo bear as an example. You know, you just throw him out there when somebody as a kind of a, a kind of a messaging uh, thing. It's got nothing to do with pedophilia no, wait, no, in terms of drawing. He's just here, kid, look at my pedo bear. John, you're wrong. Here's the Ministry of Truth, known as MSNBC, the pedo bear began as an online Japanese cartoon character and is known for his lecherous nature towards prepubescent children. Recently, pedophiles have adopted the bear as a mascot. Where's the documentation for anybody adopting the bear as a it's mascot? Right it's right here in the report. It's in the news. Shut up, slave. Although there have been no reported sightings of the image on the Central Coast, like it was going to show up in like a, as a laser light show. I mean, what is it? Sighting. <laughs> it was a sighting of the pedo bear. It, it, it gets better. <laughs> I can't believe this. I got to repeat this. Although there have been no reported sightings of the image on the Central Coast, individuals dressed in the bear costume and car decals have been seen in Southern California. <laughs> <laughs> what a bunch of idiots local law enforcement cautions parents to be aware of the image particularly at public events kids if you see this bear don't go towards him Run, <laughs> yell loudly for an adult can you believe these people i mean this is an example of what's wrong with editors this is what, publishers this is what, <laughs> reporters they don't Everything. they're they're out of it to an extreme they don't understand the pedo bear <laughs> nothing How about the dumb Olympics. can these guys this is the dumbest fucks i've ever seen in my life these people thank you for for the f-bomb john that that really accentuates I only the point use it when it counts I mean, is, it is so un, not, no mention about the olympic bear or any of that i mean it's just it's crazy but anyway for concerns about the image contact the sexual assault felony enforcement division known as safe and there's a phone number you can call. So, so. somebody puts the pedo bear on their <laughs> website or something. Give these guys a call. They'll yeah. be waiting to hear from you. Yeah, we're, d- dude, we're screwed. We're going to get a call. <laughs> I can't wait to try and get back into America. <laughs> That's where they came. Uh, we understand you've been using the imagery of the pedo bear. <laughs> the pedo bear. No, man, that was Nick the Rat, dude. I didn't do it. Nick the Rat uh, did Nick it. Nick the Rat, he's trying to <laughs> screw us. Nick the Rat is trying to get us busted. It's just unbelievable. It's just unfreaking believable. It is so bad. So this is bad. why we have to keep doing this show because these people are morons. Yeah, yeah, they are. To make that report and actually publish it, and for MSNBC to let it go up, it just shows you how stupid they are. I mean, uh, it's unbelievable to me. Yeah. I, I was stunned when I saw that article. Yeah. No, I mean, I, 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 I couldn't stop laughing. I'm just like, oh my god, it's just it's an outrage, an out and out <laughs> outrage. The, the people dressed in the bear costume have been sighted in Southern California. Hi, kids. <laughs> Give me a break. Hey, kids. If you see this decal, call for an adult. Because oh. 
Oh my god. What do they think it's a club? Someone is uh, suggesting we do a no agenda pedo bear coin. Yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Noagendafans.com. Get them while they last. <laughs> pedo bear coin. Pedo bear coin. It's sad. we laugh, but but really it's quite it's, sad. It's, it's sick. It's, it's really sick and rude. pathetic to be honest about it. In fact, it's 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 abhorrent. Yeah. Uh, Got it. Oh my god! Actually, uh, I had an abhorrent jingle somewhere. Oh, I should have had it uh, at the ready. At the ready. I'm sorry. Oh my! All right, goodness. let's do a couple. I got another clip we can do before. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, I have a, a pet peeve, by the way. When you're ready, I'm, I'm going to go into it. You want? Okay. You want me to hold off? Or you want me to? No, no. You, you do your thing. I'll do the pet peeve. Uh, maybe I'll do the pet peeve right after we do our our uh, well, donation break. Well, what do you want me to do now? Uh, but you got, what were you going to do? Well, I don't know. I don't. What do you want me well, to let's do? Let's talk more about what's going. on. You haven't given us any stories about what's going on except for the meetup in the uh, in the Dutch uh, uh, in the uh, lower lowlands uh, Gitmo Nation. Well, okay. Well, Gitmo Nation lowlands, of course, is uh, just like Belgium, uh, following in its footsteps. Belgium, by the way, still also doesn't have a government. They haven't had. And one you know, for- they had this big scandal. Did you? Did, were they promoting it over there? The huge scandal this week in Belgium uh, that th- all the schools are a bunch of pedo bears. <laughs> <laughs> and the church and the church yeah oh no oh. i i actually laid off of that because there was so much it would have taken up half an hour okay well then we'll just skip over because everyone's read it no, so I, I don't want to do it it, it was just okay, too much but, you know because you know we we can't just be about pedo bear you know yeah no i agree and, and i just thought, way, i just want to know if there was played over there because they played it up big no, time over no, here. no 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 very very little play uh, really? Um, yeah, I thought well, they, they played it a big here. No, but also remember um, the uh, the trial and the uh, and the convictions in Portugal. I'm still not seeing anything about Madeleine McCann. Nothing. You know, she was abducted in Portugal, and now they've you know, they've this big pedophile ring has been been convicted, and no one's connecting the dots. It's like, hello, hello, how hard can it be? It's like we get better news about Europe over here, and you get better news about the U.S. over there, except for Gert Wilders, who, you know, was not played up here at all. I mean, well, it's I, like, who cares? I do have a, a very, very, very funny clip, which I'll play from Gitmo Nation East. Um, I actually didn't have time to um, uh, to make this into a clip, so I'm just going to talk for a second. Oh, no, no uh, ad, apparently. That's good. It's from uh, BBC. Oh, crap. Here comes the advertisement. Um, anyway, so there was a big, uh, a big to-do here. Hold on. It doesn't get much more realistic than this in a training exercise. Now, let me just set this up. There was a training exercise in the United Kingdom, which has not had a serious earthquake for, I don't know, a thousand years? I mean, seriously. Earthquakes in the United Kingdom. Okay? They had an exercise... With hundreds of first responders in the event of an earthquake. But not just any old earthquake. Oh no. And not just the Gitmo Nation East first responders. Listen to this report from the BBC. It will blow you away. Listen for the clues. It's called Exercise Orion. And it's being staged here at Fort Whitley near Portsmouth. To see how teams from Europe and the Middle East would cope with the aftermath of an earthquake. In this scenario, a five-storey apartment block has collapsed because of the earthquake. And with the first firefighters arriving, one of the problems they're facing is a lot of angry and anxious people. You don't get many 
the earthquakes in this country, but it's a catastrophic event. It could be a major structural collapse. It could be, God forbid, a 9-11 or something. Oh, oh, no, he didn't. So this guy literally says, we don't get many earthquakes, but it could be a 9-11. I mean, is this like advertising a false flag? To turn the I have no idea. Yeah, that's up? the weirdest thing. I can't imagine. What's uh, listen, like, go listen, on? No, listen, this more, is yeah. great. Event. It could be a major structural collapse. It could be, God forbid, a nine eleven or something like that. We could have a massive, you know, a massive collapse or an explosion somewhere, which would similar be very similar to what we're seeing now. Amongst those taking part are this team from the United Arab Emirates and these German rescue workers. The exercise is aimed at forging closer links between rescue teams from different countries. That's the real benefit, to know each other, to learn from each other and to meet other structures and people and so on. To add to the realism, people from an organisation called Amputees in Action are playing the parts of seriously injured cats. All right, so then they go on about, uh, you know, about the exercise itself. But then another, uh, all the other reports, so they had more than 600 actors and amputees and uh, here's the actual uh, details. The biggest quake ever to hit, hit the UK at Dogger Bank in 1931 measured just 6.1, doesn't even say on what scale, and caused only one fatality, a woman in Hull who had a heart attack. Uh, but they are co- all over the place. They're comparing the earthquake to something like Haiti. I mean, could you advertise it anymore? That, that essentially we're in a in a geological earthquake machine, maybe even weather, weather modification war, and we're preparing for it. We're just getting supposed, ready for it. It's supposed to be in the second half of the show. Well, you asked me what was going on over going on over here, and this is it. Over the past yeah, well, one, that's uh, pretty. It's odd. Let's put it that way. Over the past 1,036 years since records began in the year 974, only 11 people are known to have been killed by earthquakes in Britain. <laughs> they really like keeping records. <laughs> it was Switzerland. Yeah, it's just, it's just nuts. It's just absolutely crazy. So uh, the only thing I can think of is, yeah, stand by. And the guy's even saying, you know, well, we don't have many earthquakes, but God forbid we could have a 9-11. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll see in the weeks ahead. I think it's just a, so I think it's just a exercise about nothing, personally. Uh, okay. Sure. You know, we don't agree on a lot of things, but we agree that there is some real earthquake machine action that exists well, you've documented it, so I can't disagree. Right. It wouldn't be in these UN documents if it wasn't something going UN, on. UN, it's, it's in our own U.S. government documents. Yeah. Okay. Uh, let's thank some people for their uh, fantastic support, and then we've got a lot more uh, incredible news to come. We do? Yeah, I do. Oh. I actually have crazy stuff saved for the second half. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, I got a, I got one good crazy thing. Okay, which might back up some of your crazy thinking. Uh, anyway, we do uh, want to remind people that this show is a hundred percent public supported, a hundred percent producer supported, a hundred percent supported by you, the listener. 
And so we have to take this break every once in a while and ask for uh, continued support because if we don't get it, uh, the show uh, will not continue, obviously, but we uh, are being uh, gifted quite uh, uh, generously this week. Rorick uh, Olson, Appleton, Wisconsin, gave us $75, uh, donating after the double douching America gate, the double it says douching. Oh, he got a do. Oh, right, he got a douching last week. I may have deserved. In any case, now he needs a de-douching to restore his karmic balance. You've been de-douched. So rare can you go back to work? Yeah. Uh, Elizabeth Solieri uh, from Wappingers Falls, New York, sixty dollars and ten cents. Uh, also mailed a note. Um, the spirit of ten, 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 and good karma making sixty dollars and ten cents, which is fifty dollars plus ten, ten donation. Two years ago, my now fiance Keith, aka Drawl, introduced me to the show on ten, ten, oh eight. Oh, nice. When we first began dating. Oh. Fast forward two years, and now we listen every week, hopefully twice a week, oh, and enjoy we'll the much a... needed media assassination. Two years from now, our hope is that we make it to our wedding day scheduled for December twenty third, two thousand eleven. John, we have a no agenda love connection. And we do, as a matter of fact. And, um, uh, which is the day after the world is to end. It's a good timing on <laughs> yeah, that, by the way. Is it uh, cheaper on that date to get married? <laughs> it's a discount. <laughs> it's a discount. <laughs> so why uh, don't half make off, enough cash? Half off. <laughs> you won't well, make it through the ceremony. Have, <laughs> she hasn't got enough money to get uh, the mothership uh, uh Boarding pass canceled her $5 donation to the United Way in the beginning, a $55 monthly donation and no agenda. Much better use of my limited income. At least now I know where my money is going. Keep up the fantastic work. Uh, and thank you, Elizabeth. Uh, Anthony Everett from Tea Gardens, New South Wales. Yay, yay. Uh, thanks to John. I'm now on my way to knighthood to buy my name back. Loving the show. Two nickels on the dime. Larry Lee, Granite Shoals, Texas. Uh, I was born in 1955. That's interesting. He's turning 55 years old on September 15th. Yep. Here's your double nickels on the dime, birthday call out, and a double de-douching. Oh, hold on a second. You've been de-douched. Yeah, we, we're going to do his birthday in a second in the segment, but first the double de-douching. You've been de-douched. And nobody needs double de-douching, so, so I, I would recommend people not, keep, not uh, ask for him. No. We just did it because yeah, we haven't. We, yeah, we won't do it again. Um, cardbomb.com, double nickels on the dime. That's James Crocker, cardbomb.com. Here's a couple other plugs I was going to do. I, whatever. $50 from John Matthews, Sir John Matthews, as a matter of fact. Uh, he got canceled. His $5 monthly subscription got canceled for some unknown reason. He, we, I don't want to remind people this happens all the time. And here's another $50. I just uh, watched. Berzinski, the movie, for the second time, and for that alone, I needed to send money to thank you for turning me on to it. What is this movie, yeah, that's, the mo- that's the movie. Remember we talked about that? That's about the doctor who uh, is curing cancer, but the FDA has been uh, basically stopping him. All right. Yeah, we talked about that a couple the, months uh, ago. The producer of the movie, actually, or the maker of the movie, reached out to me. He heard the segment on the show, and he's sending me a DVD so I can actually watch the movie myself. So I'm happy uh, people are buying his DVD. That's good. Support that guy. It's great. James Novak, $50 from Rio Rancho, New Mexico. He uh, loves the show. Uh, one time credit, 50 bucks. He needs a de-douching, so I might as well give him one. Mm-hmm. You've been de-douched. <laughs> George Scanlon. That's a lot of, a lot of action today. George Scanlon, Carpentersville, Illinois. 
fifty dollars, and uh, then also our Alt, uh, Robert Alter and Lisa Lang, both of their knighthood layaways, are coming in. Uh, so that's a good thing. So that's our group for this week. It's a good group. Okay. We uh, need this to continue because this is the end. Of, the summer's ended, and so we're hoping that to get our numbers back up to where they belong. So uh, Dvorak.org slash NA is a useful place to go to help us. Also, uh, NoAgendaShow.com and ChannelDvorak.com slash NA. You can uh, become a producer uh, or whatever at any of those sites. First of all, we have to say happy birthday to uh, sweet Jenny C. That is Aaron Harper's sister. And as you just heard, Larry Lee turns 55 on September 15th. And we really blew a big one, John. One of our uh, No Agenda groupies, Suvi, uh, shares a birthday with me on September 3rd. And uh, Peter actually donated... uh, not just one time, which I guess we missed her the birthday shout-out, but after we missed it, he donated another time requesting the birthday shout-out, and guess what? We screwed that up, too! Yeah! So we do apologize, and a happy belated birthday to you, Suvi. Nice boobs. It's your birthday, yeah! And we also have a make good with U.S. Army Specialist Anonymous. Mm-hmm. Uh, donate 75 bucks. Didn't make it on the air. Request some karma for his son who is about to have brain surgery, which is not a good thing. We want some hopefully yeah, it gets through it. Major, major karma. And we have a couple of knighthoods, so we uh, might as well get that ready. Uh, see. Uh... Okay, John, uh, your sword, please. Yep, there it is. Okay. Uh, Ryan Story, please step forward and kneel, sleep. Wow, you really did a, a special one here, uh, Ryan. You did our special 10-10-10 night donation. Uh, over $1,000. The support is highly appreciated. So hereby, we solemnly knight thee. Oops. <laughs> here we go. Sir Ryan Story, Knight of the No Agenda Roundtable. Whew. And then, of course, we have... Uh, Night in the Order of the Mint. This is uh, the final night as part of the first run of the No Agenda Coin Challenge, which you can find at noagendafans.com, which has raised a, a nice amount for the show. Of course, Sir Paul Couture taking care of that. And uh, remember, we do have a second coin challenge, the special 10-10-10 coin. Uh, they're going pretty fast, so head on over to noagendafans.com. And uh, we would like Scott Denny to kneel before us. John, you sort Ow! (laughs) I nicked myself. Scott Denny, you've been chosen as a knight in the Order of the Mint, and therefore, we knight thee, sir, Scott Denny, knight of the No Agenda Roundtable, Order of the Mint. Please enjoy our hookers and blow. Beautiful, beautiful, beautiful. No, Dvorak.org slash NA. Keep it coming. We'll be uh, on for a while. Um, Wait. I have yeah. something very important. Okay. Uh, and it uh, it kind of goes along with uh, with the donations. So um, for those of you who uh, were perhaps mistaken, 
uh, our national treasure, NPR, National Public Radio, or Public Broadcast System Television, of course, are anything but uh, non-commercial. In fact, uh, I'm going to play a little bit of a story here, uh, which comes from NPR, and whenever we fire up the NPR radio player, we get an Support ad. for NPR oh. comes from Smart, oh. providing thousands of paint colors and wrap choices for the Smart for Two, engineered by Mercedes-Benz. Online at smartusa.com slash smart expressions. Hey, John, did that sound like a commercial to you? That w- Wasn't that a commercial? Yeah, that was a commercial, but I well, thought... Well, that's what uh, it sounded like. Yeah, I'm I sure thought it NPR was... Uh, anyway, so They're we don't... plugging the smart card, yeah. so I guess if the smart card's a piece of crap... Yeah, they'll be very they, They're never going to mention it. it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they start blowing up left and right. It's, that's out of the news. So this is a story that... Um, the story by itself would have blown me away, but the way that it was reported on NPR, and we'll have to interrupt this clip a couple of times, John. This is about uh, a jail in uh, the People's Republic of Southern California, AA, who are fortunate enough to have received uh, from uh, Raytheon, I believe, the very first ray gun to Ooh. be used on prisoners. Uh, the slaves. Slaves need to be burned. And I'd like to analyze this with you. Because, of course, uh, this is actually, uh, they decided not to use this in Afghanistan because they felt it wasn't really doing too well at winning the hearts and minds of the Afghanis by frying them. Uh, so what better place to use than uh, honor slaves here? And listen to their support. John will have to interrupt it because it is outrageously reported by the Ministry of Truth Uh, hiding behind the shield of the commercial National Public Radio. Civil rights group is upset over a new non-lethal weapon that's being deployed at a troubled jail in Los Angeles County. The device shoots a beam of high-frequency energy, supposedly harmless, but extremely painful. (laughs) The jail says it's better than using bullets and billy clubs to put down an inmate riot, but critics say the device may not be as safe as advertised. NPR's Mandalit Del Barco reports. Locked inside the Pitches Detention Center north of L.A., officials showed off their latest tool for subduing rioting inmates. It resembles a supersized dental x-ray machine with a flat screen on top, and it works something like out of Star Trek. You know, when they set their phasers to stun, they did that so that they didn't kill people. Well, that's exactly what this is. is Yay! This is great! John, it's a phaser set to stun. It's, it, it doesn't really kill you. It does stun you. Mike Bowen is a vice president of Raytheon Missile Systems, which built the device for the L.A. County Jail, a scaled-down version of what it designed for the military. You know, I don't care if you're the meanest, toughest person in the world. This will get your attention and make your brain focus on making it stop rather than <laughs> doing whatever you were planning on doing. So. Hey, slave, do I have your attention now? <laughs> Riots are nothing new at this jail. The Pitches Detention Center has a history of bloody inmate violence, some of it recent. A huge fight broke out at a Southland jail this afternoon. Authorities say up to 600 inmates were involved in the disturbance at Pitches Detention Center in Castaic. Have you ever heard about this jail, this incredibly troubled jail? 
No, they don't tell us much about the jails in our own state. Uh, okay. Because I hadn't heard about this huge riot, apparently, that warranted microwaving the slaves. The latest brawl between 200 inmates broke out two days after the Raytheon device was unveiled. Dave Judge, the operation deputy for the sheriff's department, says the machine is more effective than their usual methods. <laughs> no shit. rubber bullets and tear gas grenades. This is tame. This is mild. This is a great way to intervene without causing any harm. That's great. No real harm done. (laughs) The nice thing about this is it allows you to intervene at a distance. He says with the remote control device, guards can focus on specific targets using a monitor and a joystick. By the way, notice the word joystick. Ah, joyful. Raytheon's Bowen says the device sends out millimeter waves, creating a harmless but intense sensation. And it penetrates about a 64th of an inch under your skin, where your pain receptacles are. So what it would feel like to you is if if you just open up the doors of a a blast furnace, you'd feel this wave of heat. you feel that immediately. Oh! (laughs) You hear that? They're like laughing. They're laughing at the guy. Yeah, they're demonstrating. Well, this is the journalist. They get to. They, it's demonstrated. Like, oh, <laughs> wow, that's really cool. <laughs> it really burns. <laughs> oh, the slaves will love it. Estrella TV reporter Andres Herrera was one of the nervous volunteers as sheriff's deputies had a field day testing the device on the media. <laughs> Let's try it on the media first. <laughs> We're turning the slaves into hot pockets. It's lovely. <laughs> That's hot. Brian Day from the Pasadena Star flinched from the pain and jumped out of the way. First, it's just a warmth, and then it just really starts to it becomes an intense burning sensation real quick. I'm gonna try it. Okay. I gotta try it. Oh! Ooh, ooh, you fried me. Ow! They got me in the face. No, they got me in the neck is where they got me. Can you believe that? In the neck. Ten minutes later, I spoke that, to Dave What is Judge. the point of that comment? Oh, they got me in the neck. They got me in the face. By the way, these things have got to be uh, uh, inducing cataracts. Let's face reality. Well, it's a millimeter wave. Isn't that exactly what the... <laughs> it's the uh, same things they use at the airport, by you. the way. Thank you. Exactly. Millimeter wave technology. Except this Only it's, it's just you. cranked up a little more. Yeah. So they could probably you. be frying people in those, in those booths at the airport if they wanted to. Yep. Oh, yeah. In the sheriff's department. I can kind of still, maybe it's in my mind, but I feel like I can still feel this pain on my neck. Well, you know, that's the mind and that's the memory. So you burn that sensation into your mind. Oh, bullshit. Which crap. is a positive. Yeah, listen, 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 this is great. It's like, listen, you shithead slave, you won't forget that we taught you a lesson, bitch. You no, know, that's the mind and that's the memory. So you burn that sensation into your mind. Which is a positive thing, because we want individuals to... <laughs> it's positive. It's a positive. Yeah, we just broke your arm. Think about it as a positive experience. It's positive reinforcement. This is very good for you, slave. Remember what this feels like, so that if they are inclined to do something, they may think twice. Three years ago, the Department of Defense demonstrated a bigger version of the device. As a group of people pretended to protest, the machine was turned on. The protest was fake, but the sensation of burning flesh was real. Now Los Angeles has been given a smaller civilian version of the same device for free. But the- <laughs> Hey, John, it's free. That's interesting. The 
ACLU says that's a bad idea. We're going to use people in the jails as guinea pigs for some mega uh, arms builder to test their device. Okay, there's a new one. Guinea pigs. That's it. Guinea pigs. ACLU attorney Peter Eliasberg is asking the L.A. sheriff to reconsider using what he says has a potential to be a torture device. These, these well, that's what it is. Yeah, we mean it? potential. <laughs> it's a torture device. Sold as safe. They're new. They're high tech. They're safe. Nobody gets hurt. Well, we heard that about tasers. And yet what we subsequently find is that, in fact, Tasers cause heart attacks with people if they're repeatedly jolted. Elias Burke says L.A. deputies have a documented history of abusing inmates, and he suggests a better solution would be to prevent the overcrowded conditions that trigger jail riots in the first place. So this is actually what I think the whole story is about. I, I th- This whole story is so incredibly outrageous. The way it's reported about guinea pigs, about frying people, about burning people, about remembering the pain... I think it's really just a way to say, look, either we start frying people or we start letting people out of jail and giving them Gitmo jewelry to stay at home. I mean, I cannot imagine. Well, I think there's a there's there'll be a actually I think you've got it half right. I think they're going to push the, either the jewelry on the one hand, at least one part of the argument will be that, toward that. But the other part of the argument, when we can't ignore it, is the fact that they're going to want to build more jails because right. those people in the jails can be used to do work, or slave labor, literally, uh, of all sorts of kinds. Because we don't, you know, I mean, we always like to complain about the Chinese using prisoners as slave labor. Where we actually do it as much as anybody in fact probably more than anybody else because we have so many, we have so many prisoners so i think it's going to be it's going to be a push to, to build combo. more prisons combo combo probably yeah, but they'll be there they have both so you, you can't get away from it but it's yeah. going to basically half the public will be in jail or be braceleted it's just it's already a ridiculous high number but it's just it just I, I, i'm flabbergasted i really am I just can't believe this that we're that we we've it's, we're now at this point. We're frying people. It's just harsh. I find it harsh. Yeah, I'm looking at. I'm trying to find some uh, some. Uh, well, the links are in the show notes. Obviously, at noagendashow.com. There's a lot of if you somebody if you look up 95 gigahertz GHZ, 95 GHZ ray gun, uh, you will have links uh, forever. I mean, there's yeah. you know. So, I mean, they so, go back to 2005 when Rumsfeld, of course, yeah. came oh, up. Yeah. 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 Only they have it down there as 94 gigahertz, which makes me wonder. And this old report says that 94 gigahertz could affect enzyme systems in the body, which, uh, it's of course. It's harmless. It's just the illusion that you're being born, burned. It's just, it's just an illusion. And, and you'll remember it. And if the 95 or 94, 95 gigahertz would affect enzymes in the body, why wouldn't the scanner at the airport do the same thing, even though it's less? Uh, Thank you. Less amped up. On that uh, on that note, little uh, article here: at Chicago O'Hare's International Airport. A pregnant passenger saw that she'd have to go through the full body scanner, the naked scanner, and instead asked for a pat down, similar to what I asked for. Her request, however, according to this report, fell on deaf ears. This is uh, the consumerist. And she was pushed into the decision to be scanned anyway. Uh, Here's her quote. They repeated again for me to just go through the scanner. It will be done in five seconds. I was literally in tears because I wanted a pat down instead of going through the machine. 
Uh, I felt they declined me that option. No matter how much I pushed for a pat-down, they pushed harder for the machine. And here's what the TSA said, according to this passenger. Oh, don't worry. It's less than an ultrasound. Uh, Ultrasound is not radiation. Ultrasound is uh, sound waves. We were, this reminds me of the, we have a, uh, one of our listeners is a, works at a, at, at a uh, Walgreens pharmacy and reported uh, in that some old man came up to the pharmacy because now all the drug stores are giving flu shots and asked about the safety of the flu shot. Uh, has anybody been killed by it? And, and the guy says he overheard the pharmacist just with a, with a, without missing a beat. No, the only re- people who have died didn't get the shot. <laughs> uh huh. So I mean, it basically lies. I would. I think we have an interesting project ahead of us uh, for the week. Just as a, as a, as a, we'll put it on a mailing when I, I send out uh, a mailing to our people that are on the mailing list. Um, I want somebody to find a definitive document from the TSA that specifically says and is signed by somebody, and I know there's one out there, that says you do not have to go through this device if you do not want to. And people could carry this with them when they travel and it's, pull it yeah. out. It's on the TSA website. You yeah, pull it out. out. I want a good yeah. to really pull it out and, show, and say, hey, right here, it says I don't have to. Why are you making me do that? You're violating your own rules. Yeah. What's your name? I'm going to have to report this. Oh, yeah, that, that'll work. <laughs> that's uh that's a uh, don't listen don't take all of john's advice okay you can pull out the pull out the printed out website but don't say where's your boss I so that, that's a good idea so let's uh get a document that we can carry around with us um this is uh, something actually i uh that we missed on uh on thursday this is patco this is the uh, commuter line between uh new jersey and philadelphia Commuters who ride Patco trains between southern New Jersey and Philadelphia from now on should expect random searches of their clothing, pockets, bags, and vehicles on their morning trip to work. Oh, nice illegal. Great. Great. Love it. Well, no, no, it's not illegal because it's the uh, Transportation Security Administration, the TSA, armed with explosive-sniffing canine dogs. They checked 663 commuter bags randomly selected from the morning rush at the Lindenwald station on Tuesday. Do you know what they found, John? Nothing. One crack pipe. Yeah, well, that's what they're after. We can conduct any kind of search we want, said McClintock. We could ask TSA to bring wands or x-rays machines like they have in the airport, so we don't think that's appropriate for Patco riders at this time. This is unbelievable. I thought the president promised we wouldn't have to go through this. I have it on audio tape where he said, no taking off your shoes, no hassle with security. This isn't even the high-speed rail yet. This is a commuter line, and we're already getting this. One yeah. crack pipe. You're right. I mean, this is exactly what Obama said, and now we're getting it. I'm so gonna, Obama says one thing one minute, and then it happens like a month later. I'll uh, make sure I get the clip for Thursday. It's just it, crazy. Crazy. And, and, you know, we have to stand up to this at a certain point. We have to vote people out of office. 
Yeah. We got to get rid of these clowns. Yeah. I mean, it's these idiots that are in office right now. They should be listed, and we should be targeting. You know, then I don't care if your local incumbent is a great guy. They should all be voted out because they are the ones allowing this. It's the government. Sheriffs in North Carolina want access to state computer records identifying anyone with prescriptions for powerful painkillers and other controlled substances. The State Sheriff's Association pushed the idea, saying the move would help them make drug arrests and curb a growing problem of prescription drug abuse. I can't. You can vote sheriffs out, too, can't you? Yeah, well, it depends on the... On the some sheriffs are not uh, votable. I mean, some of them are, 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 are hired by the city manager. It depends. A lot of these sheriffs got to go. They want access to your medical records and they need to know if you are taking prescriptions because you know you might be abusing your prescription you know these guys can't do this is the the law enforcement in this country tends to find the easiest way to do their jobs you know you by spying on people wiretaps whatever you can do so you don't have to do any actual police work that you were trained to do and that's exactly what we're, we're dealing with here, with this kind of thing. Well, the FBI... It's just like, well, it's, why should we have to go through all that work? I'd rather sit in the office and drink coffee all day. So Philadelphia, where the uh, Liberty Bell actually hangs, uh, an appeals court agreed with the Obama administration, the so-called good guys, that uh, no search warrant is needed if... Uh, if law enforcement wants to track you via your cell phone location, they don't need a, a warrant for that anymore. They can just call. How's the phone that not the same as a wiretap? How's that different? It's, well, because uh, it's called something else. I don't know. Looks like it sounds like a wiretap to me. You're tapping into my phone. No, no, and the no, phone's no, telling no, you where no, I am. No, they're not. They just call an AT and T and saying, "Hey, where is he? Where is uh, Human Resource 3,751? Ah, yes, we've got him pinpointed. So what we always knew was happening is now not only happening, but it's legal. I got more. Uh, you're depressing us enough. <laughs> hey, did you know that Tom Hartman was, play the Tom Hartman Republican. This is kind of Tom Hartman, I'm sorry. Thank you. Our, yes. our famous left-wing uh uh, pundit who who sits way too low on his on his chair and he's got a table in front of him that makes him look like a ten year old at the dinner table. But um, he he revealed some very weird fact. Play at the Tom Hartman Republican Republican the party of small business in Middle America. Yeah, I think I think and Eisenhower was a good president. I do too. I, I'm, I actually uh, do too. My dad was an Eisenhower Republican to the day he died. And, oh, I, I was an eight year old kid with I like Ike Button and. The state of Texas. Yeah, I saw. Oh, I, I saw those. I mean, I was you know, and, I, and when I was thirteen, I went door to door for Barry Goldwater in '64. Right. So I mean, you know, I've whoa, really? whoa, whoa! <laughs> Explain Barry Goldwater, John. Not not everybody knows. Well, when I was a kid, Barry Goldwater in 1964 ran against uh, Lyndon Johnson, I believe, as the uh, yeah Lyndon Johnson for president. And Goldwater's a very early. Uh, a form of conservative Republican, very conservative. It didn't really think much of Eisenhower. 
And he uh, was partially responsible for moving the party to the right, at least in those days. They were very unsuccessful, by the way, with all their scheming. But Goldwater came out of the John Birch Society movement and the, and the extreme right wing guys, including we have a pharmacist down the street here from our place who used to have uh, all these uh, all this signage all over the place. There used to be bumpers. This is the days when the bumper stickers were used by the right wingers and the Republicans to, to express disapproval of things like get the UN out of, you know, communism was one of the stickers. Get the U.S. out of the UN. Impeach Earl Warren, this whole crowd. Yeah, of, I, I got to uh, keep remembering to thank your generation for taking care of that. <laughs> so anyway, so so I've always associated bumper stickers with right wing kind of nut nutballs, and then over time the nutballs all became the left wingers, and they're the ones that use the bumper stickers now, and the right wingers don't care because you know they're but they're anyway ineffective because they don't work clearly they don't work it's just <laughs> just that it's, it's a point and by the way there's an old rule if you have more than four bumper stickers on your car it means you can't drive uh, you'll <laughs> notice this if you see one driving around you be careful you're they're gonna ram you so. Um, Anyway, I just thought that was kind of weird. Yeah, that's uh, He had this guy named Palkin on the show who is a, uh, apparently uh, wrote a book called Bring, Bringing America Home, and he's an old school, that's who he was talking to, an old school Republican uh, of the pre-neocon era. And he actually made an interesting point that kind of backs up our theory, which is that Fox News is essentially uh, run by the Democrats. Run by the Democrats. Now, is this, and if you, which clip is this, John, that you're setting up This here? will be Palkin 2. Okay. I wanted to make sure there wasn't a Palkin 1. No. Okay. Well, in the minute or so we've got left, we're talking with Tom Pock and his book, Bringing America Home. Um, and uh, Tom Pock and P-A-U-K-E-N, his, uh, uh, his website, dot com. How, does, how can the Republican Party purge itself of this cancer so that the rest of us in America can breathe a little uh, easier, that we're not going to be in perpetual Thomas, wars? It, it's a huge problem. I, I have an easier time getting on your show than on Mark Levin's show, who's read my book, who I brought to Washington and will not put me on his show. I was supposed to be on, on a Fox show. They read the book, and uh, uh, that invitation disappeared. It's a real problem. There's a blacklist. The neoconservatives have enormous influence over uh, the mindset uh, and I think they confuse a lot of conservatives who are by and large not utopians and not desirous of, uh, of the U.S. being the world policeman particularly with all the difficult economic problems we've got here at home and, and, and they, you know, but there's a lot of confusion out there so some of us are beginning to get the message out and it's starting to resonate. I do Good. a bunch of uh, talk shows all over the country and there's an openness to this that wasn't there okay. three or four years ago. So, so if anybody, you know, if people out there should do a little research on the neoconservative movement, because it really comes from an extreme left-wing group of people. Uh, it always, it, it, it just evolved from being extreme. It, it was a bunch of left-wingers who had worked totally ineffective in the Democrat party and they decided to go on to the republican side and express their ideas there and that's why it's no shock that you know george bush who was part of this group ran up the deficit took us to a bunch of wars did all these things that were big government oriented that you know are very the antithesis of what republicanism and conservatism is supposed to be which is small government government out of your life and all that sort of things, low taxes and all the rest of it. I mean, he did, you know, do one tax cut, which was, you know, controversial, but that's about it. The point is, is that uh, these are really 
the neocons are really left-wing Democrats that have just basically taken over the Republican Party. And the fact that, and this Fox little anecdote, uh, why wouldn't this guy, I mean, it's just another book. I yeah, mean, why, why, why wouldn't, wouldn't he, they let him on? Uh, obviously, because he's... He's complaining. He used to be the head of the Texas Republican Party. He's got a good background. He worked for Nixon administration, the Reagan administration. But they, they, like he says, he's been blackballed. He has to do Tom Hartman's show. I mean, give me a break. So it's neocons were the liberals who now turn, turn conservative. Well, they never. No, they were actually an. They were an extremist, more than liberal. They were left wingers that were very ineffective within the Democrat Party that all turned to the Republican Party to, to promote their, their agenda there, and they've been very successful at it. Right, but if right. you start really looking at, look at the history of these guys and, the, and the, go back far enough, and you'll find they're all Democrats turned Republican, and, uh, which makes some sense that Fox would be run by Democrats. I mean, Bill O'Reilly himself let it be known in some odd way that he was a Democrat, as we pointed out in the show some time ago. Uh, it's just the whole thing is just the whole thing is rigged. It's bull crap. Wow. Anyway. No, I, I, it, it, uh, it definitely helps our assertion. Here's another one I thought was interesting. This came from C-SPAN, a woman uh, named uh, Kate uh, Zernicki or Zernick. Uh, who just came out with a book called Boiling Mad. It was about, it's kind of about the Tea Party, which people don't fully understand. Her book might actually have some uh, good information, but half of the book, the book is, uh, is, a, is a survey that was done that expresses all sorts of discontent uh, at, at large within the public. And it's kind of interesting to hear what, where the discontent is targeted because it's kind of where we target our show so you can play the discontent uh, clips. Kind of immigrants as well. The last part of your book, the appendix of your book, is a very long uh, survey, New York Times, uh, CBS News poll of, of uh, Tea Party supporters. Going through the numbers, I was actually struck, while the Tea Party was often uh, exponentially higher in a lot of the categories, there's a lot of dissatisfaction registered again and again among all respondents. Absolutely. I mean, again, there's a strong anti-establishment feeling in the country, and it's against... Uh, uh, it's against the media. It's against doctors. It's against uh, lawyers. I mean, it's against it's against every institution that we used to think of as sort of the pillars of our society. It's interesting if you look at a Pew poll on this. And again, I mentioned this in the book. The the place that Americans reserve their respect for are I think it's technology companies and one other area. But it's it's sort of it's the province of the entrepreneur. We see people. We we we've become we really prize individualism. You know. I just have to say something because I had this conversation with a couple of people over here who, you know, uh, people know that I do some kind of show, you know, they've heard about it. And uh, by the way, the Dutch No Agenda meeting was characterized in the uh, in the media here as a as an Adam Curry fan meeting. (laughs) It's kind of sad. Uh, Yeah. Meet and greet little fan club. Um so people are saying, you know, so are, are you a conspiracy, you're a conspiracy theorist, and you're, what are you, a tea partier? And, you know, I have to explain, so, you know, the tea party was actually not a party, it was a, it was a movement, well, first of all, I have to explain to people what the real tea party was, because they don't know about that, about the Boston Tea Party, and this really started when Ron Paul was running for president, and there were tea parties being held to raise money for his campaign. And that essentially got hijacked, and I think you probably um, predicted this first, John, that Sarah Palin was going to be 
pushed ahead as the shill uh, to be the representative of the Tea Party, which is exactly what is what has happened. And so now there's this party, a political party, quote unquote, which uh, is probably more Republican than anything. But, you know, it's like the National Tea Party, I think, is its official name. You've got all kinds of weirdos in there like Breitbart and all these crazy fuckers. But this never started as a political party. And now it's this thing that exists and it it does not at all represent the people who actually are angry about the whole system. No, it's been the old term is co-opted, co-opted. Right. I say hijacked, co-opted, whatever. I I like the I like the old uh, Marxist term co-opted. And it's it's been, I think, done very successfully. Oh, yeah. It doesn't take much. But I think there's, you know, but it doesn't end. It doesn't change the in the disco, uh, the discontent aspect of the public. My, my concern is that what what we're starting to see is that we have viable, real Republican candidates uh, like the uh, one of the senators, uh, the female senator from Alaska, being uh, not you know not towing the a certain kind of a uh, checklist line and, and as so far as her conservatism it may uh, as far as her being a checklist conservative and getting her pushed out in a primary where she would obviously have easily won uh, in a gen- in the general election uh, to take a chance on some new guy who's a real you know is a checklist uh, conservative he's got you know he's, every box is checked he's very you know uh, against abortion against gay marriage check 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 yeah. uh, a lot of these things being social and in which really doesn't fix the economy which is the real problem and what republicans should be focused on you know who you know whether gay marriage exists or not has got nothing to do with people getting work you know or china you know stealing all our jobs or 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 offshoring or anything else it doesn't have anything to do with anything it's just some checklist item that you have to check off or you're not going to be you know uh, pushed ahead meanwhile Guys like Dick Armey and some of these other super conservative neocon types have already gone into certain areas and pushed out a viable, obvious winner and ended up getting a, a Democrat. And I think a lot of this is counterintelligence work. I think they're I don't trust these guys. Well, I, I think, think I think it kind of proves that there's really no difference between Democrat, Republican. It's all the same cabal behind it, pushing forward whoever's going to be the next puppet. Exactly. So anyway, I'm not a fan of what I'm seeing. But, you know, that's what we do here on the show. Why don't we do this for a second, John? All aboard! Trains good, planes bad. Okay, just a quick rundown. Only uh, three stories, but I think they're all equally fun. Uh, Donated kidney thrown away after airline refuses to fly it. Yes, those horrible airlines... Philippine medics had to throw away a donated kidney when a local airline refused to fly it. You know why? Because they said they were protecting the passengers from possible infection or contamination. Because, you know, this was a harvested organ. They can't carry that in the cabin. Just uh, the uh, high-speed rail association at work to discredit planes, make them look really bad. And, of course, we have to have people freaking out like Tiffany Livingston, Playboy Centerfold, who freaked, ah. out, who freaked out and tried to open the door on her JetBlue flight. Well, tw- <laughs> what an idiot. 21-year-old uh, <laughs> Tiffany Livingston uh, 
is a uh, she's a Playboy centerfold for I think uh, what is it uh, Playboy no Singapore the Singapore Singapore version no Singapore you you can't even put gum on the street in Singapore they can have a Playboy there hmm. well anyway the uh, the beautiful uh, little line from this story. so it's basically she was freaking out uh, because she no, no I'm sorry she became agitated because of turbulence. And appeared to grab the handle of an emergency door. Luckily, two off-duty police officers happened to be on the flight, stopped her before she could apparently appear to open the door. What was the problem? She hadn't taken her medication, John. Of course. Oh, we got a bunch of memes at once, ladies and gentlemen. It's a double hit. It's a double. That's right. And there's some boobs in there, too. And the best one, which I just love because I know a little bit about the aviation industry. Uh, This is the... um, the Skyrider seat, which <laughs> this nothing gets better than this. So I just have to say the reason we do this trains, good planes, bad segment is because we know that high speed rail is being pushed by the administration It's actually being pushed worldwide. It is what is going to create jobs and apparently going to whisk us from one part of the, the country to the other in three times, three times the amount of time it takes to get there by plane. Uh, and it's going to cost us hundreds of billions of dollars, but it'll be great and much better because, well, look what the airline industry is doing. They're trying to give you these standing room seats. Have you seen these? <laughs> I love these. Yeah, we blogged it. But the thing is, this is uh, the Skyrider. They're going to. Sh- so they show this off at the Aircraft Interior Expo uh, in California, I guess this uh, upcoming week. But you see, this thing has not been certified it's it's not an official product. You know, the, the, uh, this is a plant. Some, this is a plant. You see, yeah, it's totally bogus. And you know, here's the other thing that I finally concluded is bogus. You know, they keep talking about Spirit Airlines. You ever flown Spirit Airlines? No. I don't even know where they fly, but they keep getting in the news. These are the guys saying, "Well, it's going to be seventy five dollars for all carry ons." These are the same guys, right? Yeah. Seventy five bucks for carry on at Spirit Airlines. Oh, that's terrible. The Spirit Airlines says, oh, we're going to use these seats. These guys, who are these people? It's, it's bogus because... It's totally bogus. These guys are fronts for, like, the whole scheme. It will take years. You know how long it takes to get a seat certified? Anything in an aircraft has to go through years of certification. These guys are saying they haven't even submitted it for certification. So I can go to a trade show with some bogus-looking folding chair that, that rams your crotch into your stomach and say, oh, yeah, this is, what, this is the new one. This is what it's going to be. We just have to submit it for certification. It's like a flying car. You know, it's like, yeah, great. It's not certified. It's not going to go anywhere. It'll take years if they even get it certified, which I doubt. The thing looks like it would snap off in three seconds. Yeah, it looks like crap. No, the whole thing is just designed for the same thing going which means that Hill and Nolton must still be at work. I mean, that's one thing I can conclude. By the way, I I was on a flight (coughs) where they had a human heart. Yeah. And it's actually, if you ever get get lucky enough to be on one of these flights, and I mean lucky, you will get to your destination so fast. They, <laughs> yes. uh, you get they, routed they, around. Yeah, you do. Like you're on, yeah. you're, you're the, and they changed the name because it was on United, so I got to listen to the ca- the cockpit. Right. Because you're on Channel, Channel 9. Channel was, 9, yeah, right. So it was like, you know, we were like a big jet. It was like heavy, heavy 89 or 89 wide, wide, heavy. Yeah, so you had a wide body. 
89 Heavy was our original. But once they put the heart on board, it became 89 Lifesaver. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lifeline, I think, probably. Or Lifeline. 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 Yeah. Lifeline. Yeah. And then and as you, all you heard was you got priority, you know, yeah. and then boom, boom. And it's like, <laughs> no, I was all, everything move aside. It's just like you, you just, there was no nothing. It was just a straight shot. I mean, I think I must have dropped a now. It was a flight from Chicago to New York, I believe. And it was, like ten, it was like 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. But that's only with hearts, not with kidneys. Kidneys, yeah. no good. Hearts, good. Anyway, anyway so that's All our segment. All aboard, train's good, plane's bad. Hey, just a quick little uh, oil cabal. Uh, you know, when you've been somewhere and you uh, you find out you got some uh, listeners in different places. Of course, we have, uh, I think it's Ishtira, I think is her name. Uh, two fans from Bonaire who uh, were very happy to have uh, the show emanating from the island a couple weeks back. Uh, fantastic occurrence, uh, John. Of course, on the Isle of Bonaire, uh, soon the uh, the islands of the Dutch Antilles, uh, Curacao, Bonaire, Aruba, and I'm missing one. Uh, one other one. Uh, on ten, 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 actually, will become Dutch, real Dutch property. They will actually become like a municipality of uh, the Netherlands, and the Dutch uh, um, government will actually be running it. They won't have, you know, it'll just be all Dutchies. Oh, it's already Dutchies, but now it becomes uh, almost like the the. The uh, uh, the county of uh, Amps of Utrecht, uh, if you will, Gemeente is what we call it. Anyway, so um, on Bonaire, I think we discussed this. There is a uh, an oil uh, storage facility which is uh, owned by BOPEC, which is uh, the Venezuelan oil company owned by Hugo Chavez. And uh, what happens on September fourth, just this past week? Lightning, lightning struck the oil facility, John, and it caught fire. Huh. Huge explosion, flames shooting up in the air, uh, burnt for more than 24 hours. And it's amazing, the same day, another BOPEC oil uh, storage facility on Curacao also got struck by lightning and went up in flames. That lightning. I got to tell you, you know, you, you, you think these guys who have these oil storage tanks, you think they'd have something against lightning, don't you? Isn't that kind of like one of the first things you want to have, like, set up? So I think something's uh, coming up here. They're definitely... Yeah, there's no... There be, I'm sure there's some lightning in the air, and then you just set off a bomb. <laughs> it's a, well, first you make the lightning. Then you set off the bomb. Well, there's plenty of lightning in these areas. You don't have to really do that. I mean, the uh, there are and, and there are yeah lightning suppressing systems all around these refineries yeah, for sure. Please, I mean, lightning is not supposed to strike twice in that manner. I mean, please, can you make it any more clear? I think the mess. I think Hugo got the message. So I got a, a oddball clip for you. I know you can interpret this any way you want. Okay, but play Leprechaun. Now let me let me set it up first. Okay. Uh, this is the Joy Behar show, uh, Joy which Bear. I have decided to watch occasionally for the uh, looking for uh, memes from the, from her and her friends. Beta test. And this was a discussion that with uh, Carol Burnett, Ooh. who oh, uh, I saw this show actually, who talked about uh, her lawsuit with the uh, National with Enquirer. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then this won. crazy little anecdote came up in this. <laughs> I, thing. Saw, I know what this is. 
And I'm thinking, what? The, are we talking about rays or these? I mean, we're talking about aliens. I mean, what, what's the deal with this story? It's the uh, it's the movie star she talks about, right? She talks about Barbara Stanwyck. Barbara Stanwyck, right? Well, listen, Barbara Stanwyck, clearly crackpot. I before the trial was over, and I was still, you know, worried about it, and it was in the newspapers every day and everything, and I went, before I was going to go to court that day, I dropped in on my doctor to get a vitamin shot, you know, because it was really yeah stressful, and I walked into the doctor's office, and there was Barbara Stanwyck. Oh. Wonderful Barbara Stanwyck. Now, what was Barbara Stanwyck in, John, for some of our younger listeners? She was in a lot of movies in the 40s. She is a famous, famous actress. You can look her up. So it would mean a lot to Carol Burnett. Obviously, it means nothing to anybody now, but she was a huge, huge star. Huge, massive. Right, kind of like the Beyonce. No, beyond. <laughs> Sandra Bullock. <laughs> well, <laughs> whatever. Meryl Streep? Come on. I'm, I'm, yeah, there I'm you go. Meryl Streep. That Meryl would be Street. a good... Okay. Brilliant. She was in her 70s, and she had beautiful gray hair, and she had on pearls and a lovely suit. I didn't know she was a patient of uh, uh, of my doctor, yeah. you know, but she smiled at me, and I smiled back, you know, and Barbara Stanwyck, wow, one of the great movie stars. I grew up watching her, and she said, you're going to win this case. <laughs> I said, oh, thank you. Thank you, Ms. Stanwyck, from your lips to God's ears. Thank you. She said, no, I mean, I know you're going to win this case. Well, you don't argue with Barbara Stanwyck, no, you know. No. And I said, well. No. She's from Brooklyn. Yeah. She said, well, I know you are. I said, well, great. She said, my leprechaun told me. Oh, her leprechaun. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, I said, you're the, excuse me? And she said, my leprechaun told me. Oh, they exist, all right. And he said that you're going to whip their ass. Her leprechaun. Oh, her leprechaun. Like more than beyond. Sh- uh, Is that unbelievable? Yeah. And she, she said, now you just get some rest and you know you're going to. But it's beyond Shirley MacLaine. <laughs> yes. You know was. what I mean? It's like yeah. a leprechaun. Well, yeah, yeah. Now, 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 I believe it. <laughs> no, I'm of course. No, you, yeah. you have to believe it. And, you know, Barbara Stanwyck, you know, that's she, of course, big star from the 40s. But now if you look at the president of uh, Kalamiek, uh one of the. Uh, Soviet states, I believe. Uh, he is uh, leaving service, and he says, uh, you know, I'm really looking forward to this because I'm uh, ready to help Russia create a center for UFOlogy because he was abducted. And his quote is, in many countries that I visit, there are laboratories that investigate UFOs and make contact. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm there. I, I, mean, I am convinced. And the mothership is coming. Go ahead. Go to... Dvorak.org slash NA and get your boarding pass. I'm staying behind. Leprechauns. UFOs. Although I will say uh, all these sightings, your assertion on Thursday's show about that being uh, drones, I think you're spot on with that. Spot on. I think a lot of drones are going to be mistaken for UFOs. Yeah, and if you think about it, some of these guys might even, you know... But that's even better because then, you know... They the can real, have fun with it. Yeah, the real UFOs can actually tootle around <laughs> too. Please come and visit me so I can take a picture. So leprechauns seem to have a red beard. So you think there's a leprechaun meme? Because the zombies are definitely uh, in, the, in the news. In fact, uh, Resident Evil 3D, the biggest box office hit, 
Hope you saw it. No, I've, I've taken your uh, advice. I'm not watching 3D movies anymore. Okay, well, it was the... Uh, was it... Uh, uh, Resident Evil took in $10.9 million on Friday, $10 million on Saturday, total weekend uh, $28 million. This, of course, is the... A movie about a world ravaged by a virus infection turning its victims into the undead, as predicted. Zombies. Yeah, I don't see a I don't see a leprechaun meme showing up anytime. Well, I don't know, but it's a test, you know. So obviously, test. Yeah, on sure. The Bayhar show. show is a test marketing yep. of things. We'll see, see. See if it flies. See if I, I think leprechauns little outdated. Zombies, yeah, no problem. Leprechauns, I don't know. Don't think so. I think it'd be funnier if she said, and then Barbara Stanwyck told me that her zombie told her this. Yeah, that would be much, that would be much better. <laughs> um, Gitmo Nation Suvlaki uh, are about to get their uh, second installment of a Rescue Loan. So I'm talking about Greece from the International Monetary Fund, which uh, I believe, John, is funded by uh, banks. Not just uh, other countries, right? The IMF is actually banks, I believe. Am I correct in, in that? Well, it's kind of a shadow organization, but it's mostly banks, bankers, and the uh, governments, various governments, the, the central banks, mostly of governments. Right. Well, they are uh, sending in inspectors in Athens next week to review the progress of the Greek austerity measures. And this is uh, happening uh, globally in the... Or globally, uh, uh, Countrywide in the United States of Europe, in the Netherlands, well, you know, I'm sorry, guys, but uh, we got to do our bit. And, uh, well, you can't retire until you're 67 years old now. And, gee, I'm really sorry, but the pension, if you got a pension right now, we're going to have to start giving you less money in the payments. And those of you who are still saving up, you got to pay more in your actual premiums. Come on, help us out here. Help the banks. Pay off the debt. It's unbelievable. They stole. It takes the money. a lot of nerve. Stole. It's interesting. With you know, I always get the feeling there's a lot of this. Let's see if we can get away with this. But then they show all these news reports of, and it's really it saddens me. You have these, you know, the senior citizens, and they're not older. When you're seventy, you're not old, useless, and stupid. But they, but you know, these people don't have no agenda to listen to. They're actually you know sucked into this media. And let's face it who watches television, people 50 and over, and they actually say, well, you know what? We really, we really have to help out. We have to, we have to contribute. So it's okay. We can always sell the house. It just, <laughs> it just makes me want to cry. They're, wow. they're stealing it from people. It's just no conscience whatsoever. And then when you get arrested and thrown in the slammer, like Bernie Madoff? Yeah. The, oh, well... If Bernie Madoff gets thrown in the slammer, I don't think he gets hit by the ray gun, do you? No. In fact, play the Bernie Madoff living in luxury clip. This, there's a couple of shows on TV that are really good. Uh, one of them is called, I think it's called Locked, Lock Up Locked, or Locked Lockdown, Up. Lockdown. Lockdown. And the other one is American Greed. Yes, both on which CNBC. Is, which is a good show. Uh, I'm surprised it never gets mentioned by anything. It's a really well-researched. But this is Bernie Madoff going to his first day in jail to Butner, where he's about to spend the first day of the rest of his life. Nobody knew quite, quite for sure when he was going to arrive, but we were looking for any little signs of motion. 
And then the bus was sighted. July 14th, 2009. According to inmates, Butner prisoners worked themselves up into a frenzy. Sean Evans spent 23 months inside Butner prison for illegal possession of a firearm. In his first television interview, he tells American Greed what it was like to be on the ground that day. The day that he arrived, there were helicopters over the compound. That's was all the talk. <laughs> Bernie Madoff's coming. <laughs> Bernie's coming. Speaking on condition of anonymity, a current inmate says Madoff's arrival by bus was a once-in-a-lifetime experience. It was like a male or president was coming in because uh, helicopters were all over the place and the news media was all... <laughs> what, what is this guy, Al Capone? <laughs> helicopters yeah apparently he shows up in this very this is a, a, a swank prison yeah. with a bunch of it's like it's used as a lure for other prisoners this is like the prison you get to go to if you're really a good a good boy this, this is the country club right it's yeah but it's also got regular kinds of bad guys in it but it's it's, it's meant for this like a reward for the bad guys right, who, right. Who, who who squeal who toe the line Stool but they pigeon. but apparently they probably, apparently, they were. You, they, Bernie is like everyone wants his autograph. They protect him. They, you know, it's like anything but being in prison. They, they're asking for his financial advice. No, and he's the whole a hero. Thing, no, he's a hero, John. That's, he's a total hero. Yeah. Yeah. After fifty yeah. billion dollars, he's got to be the toughest. You know, the 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 big shot of the place. And, and let's face it, this isn't even him. He's in <laughs> Paraguay not. hanging out with uh, Ken Lay from Enron. Yeah, these guys are great, man. This is awesome. This ain't him. They just painted one of those holograms on the on the cell floor. So when you get close to the bars, it looks like Bernie's standing there. Not really him. <laughs> you can see news media cars near the camp and so on. The whole place was surrounded. Bernie had been on the TV. He'd been in the newspapers. And prisoners follow the news assiduously. So Bernie arrived like a celebrity. Inside Butner Prison, the guards hand Madoff a standard-issue hygiene kit, complete with a bar of soap, toothbrush, comb, and razor. The way Sean Evans sees it, the guards at Butner act more like bellhops than enforcers. <laughs> when we get busted for uh, the pedar, pedo bear image, that's where I want to go. Yeah. I want to go here. I think it's a federal pl- place. You'd have to be a federal crime. It could be a federal crime having the uh, image great. around. That's great. Anyway, it goes on and on and on. It's actually quite interesting. But, uh, and it's funny about this prison. It's all named after every wing of this prison and the, where they keep all the different people are all named after ACC uh, colleges. So one part is Maryland and then there's Georgia Tech. And really? it's actually quite funny. Why is that? I don't know. It's because they're in North Carolina or someplace where there's, the, I guess, the ACC, the uh, uh, Atlantic uh, Coast Conference uh, hmm. football teams. Hmm. Um, two quick things. Uh, blah, 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 blah. You know, my, uh, I don't like the uh, fluoridation of uh, water or putting anything in the water. And there's been talk of uh, all kinds of great things. What was the other thing they were going to put in the water, John, to keep us uh, calm? Lithium. Lithium, right, lithium. Uh, the city of Watsonville, California. Do you know where that is? Watsonville? Yeah, it's right down the street. Oh, well, good. 
They are uh, defying the state's decree that all cities with a population of over 10,000 fluoridate their water supply. Hmm. Uh, if an outside entity is willing to provide funding for the installation and operation of the facilities necessary. So the voters in the city passed a ban on water fluoridation in 2002. Uh, opponents of water fluoridation. Now, hold on a second. Uh, so they are uh, they're still shunning this, but they have to pay for it themselves, obviously. But uh, not in Berkeley, I guess, huh? What's going on in Berkeley? Well, no, with this, isn't that where you live? Well, I live in the Berkeley area. Yeah, but so what about it? Well, you we, said- but our whole the whole East Bay is uh, is all fed by one system: the East Bay uh, Ebba Mud. Okay, so that's fluoridated then. I would think so. Yeah, you like it? Enjoy it? Tastes good? What? Yeah. Uh-huh. What? Um, what? The EPA. What? What? <laughs> Well, we stay on water. The EPA uh, looks like, well, you tell me what you read into this, John. This is the uh, most recent federal register filing from the EPA. This is, this is the thing. You, it's hard to read, but it's fun to read. Um, requirements, including design or performance standards for stormwater discharges from at minimum newly developed and redeveloped sites, EPA intends to propose regulatory options that would revise the NPDES regulations and establish a comprehensive program to address stormwater discharges from newly developed and redeveloped sites to take final action no no later than November 2012. So essentially, the way... It's it's like you got to read this like five times. Uh, The EPA is now going to force cities and counties to limit stormwater runoff to whatever level the Environmental Protection Agency deems acceptable. So I think essentially what's happening here is a tax on rainwater. Oh, that's a good idea. Yeah. Gouge the public. Reading the Federal Register so you don't have to. Do you have one more clip to get us out of here? Time's up. Well, I got a funny one. You play the Survivor uh, clip. Uh, uh, it, this is, you know, they talked about the discontent in this country and how people really have a lot of respect for people in high tech. And you have to wonder how they run Yahoo when you hear this particular guy who uh, is a member of the new Survivor TV show team. <laughs> Survivor, first look. Meet Marty from Mill Valley, California. Listen, I didn't get to manage $400 million worth of business at Yahoo by just being a nice guy. (laughs) Survivor Nicaragua premieres Wednesday, September 15th on CBS. Sponsored by Sprint. What will you do first with the Evo 4G? (laughs) Okay, wait a minute. First of all, what will you do first with the evil? Did you say evil 4G or evil? <laughs> Evo. Evil 4G. I thought it was evil 4G. Hey, man. I didn't get to manage $400 million. When was that? 1998? <laughs> when did Yahoo have anyone managing $400 million? Do they still make that much money? Whatever the, I don't even know what he did, but whatever the case is, what is he saying? What is he saying? That he's a prick? <laughs> I mean, basically, is what it sounds like. Uh, I, yeah, I'm a tough yeah. guy. I'm a tough guy. I work at Yahoo. I'm yeah. a tough guy. I'm a I work jerk at off. Yahoo. 
I don't think so. And he lives in Mill Valley. Oh, yeah. <laughs> real survivors. Get the white Zinfandel out of your head. Real survivors there at Yahoo. Hey, John, before we go, um, you have any take on this uh, this horrible fire in San Bruno? I mean, was this really a gas pipeline rupture? That was they haven't pretty come awesome. up with anything yet. It sounds like a bomb to me, but or it could have been a sabotage. I mean, I have no idea, but it's the damnedest thing I've ever seen. I mean, it just doesn't seem like, uh, well, first of all, the first reports that came out were a plane crashed. Yeah. Uh, and, and that was, you know, full on reports. And then people are talking about all, you know, it, it, terrorism. It, it just doesn't seem what kind of pipeline. I mean, that how does that work? Where I mean, yeah, uh, the whole pipeline explodes, explodes and like takes 50 houses with it. It just doesn't seem <laughs> right. I, we got to get somebody's going to have to do it'll all come out in the wash after everybody forgets about it. Yeah. And I don't think it's going to be a good story. What do you think? Seriously? I think somebody I think it was bombed or, or something crazy happened. I don't know. But no, why I, there? It doesn't make any sense. I think it may be a test, a test run. I have no idea. I have no thoughts on, on it except it's just fishy. OK, well, we will uh, continue to dig, although Russian sources are saying uh Possibly a plane was shot down, but of course that's no. Under, there was no people would have seen it. There's no pieces of plane. There's nothing like that. Well, yeah, I mean, there's no pieces of plane. There was no pieces of plane in Shanksville either. No engines, no luggage, just a hole in the ground. Just saying. All right. Well, it's uh, moving up towards uh, pumpkin hour here in Gitmo Nation. Lowlands. Uh, it's been great seeing everybody here, but I can't wait to get back home to Gitmo Nation West, to the People's Republic of Southern California, yay, because there's no place like home. Let me tell you that. I'm sick and tired of it. Coming to you from the Bank Vault, Crackpot Command Center in Amsterdam, I'm Adam Curry. And from Northern Silicon Valley, where I remain, I'm John C. Dvorak. And we will talk to you again on Thursday for another episode of No Agenda.